listening to the Gamecaster. Gamecaster. Gamecasters. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Guten Tag, Spielers, und willkommen zu Episode 85 von Spielcasters. Ich bin du bist der siest ist, wir sind ihr seid, sie sind Uschi läuft umher, ich habe eine Affelkuka und meine Favorit-Anzahl ist 5555. <lacht> deine Mutter geht in der Stadt hören, deine Mutter schwitzt beim Kraken, deine Oma masturbiert im Stehen und meine Favorit, ich ficke Katzen. What I'm pretty sure I just said there was, good day, gamers, and welcome to episode 85 of the Gamecasters. It's going to be a great show today, filled to the brim with highbrow, professional-grade commentary on games and nary a besmirching word against anyone's mother or cats or things I like to do with either. <laughs> I decided to begin the show in German today because I took three years of it in high school, and so obviously I'm completely fluent and just wanted to impress chicks. Nothing gets the chicks hotter than some wonderful phrases auf Deutsch screamed in their ear, <laughs> ich liebe dich. Has that red hot sexual connotation as it sounds just like I said, like, ick, leave a dick. <laughs> and before she can work out the confusion, we're necking until unvermeidlich ejaculieren. Whoa. I, I think I can figure out that one. This <laughs> yeah. context clues. But the real reason I decided to begin the show in German today was because we are becoming more and more international as time goes by. And to the tens of listeners we have in Germany, I say Dankeschön. But the real reason I decided to begin the show in German today was because my favorite thing to say auf Deutsch is 555. And so in my head when I was saying episode 85, I kept just saying 85, which is how you say 85 auf Deutsch. But the real reason I decided to begin the show in German today was because of our friend Osgore. He's from Germany, isn't he? Yep. And one day still remains to get involved in his challenge for Rare Disease Day, which takes place on February 28th or Februar 28, which is the day after this recording is being released for Rare Disease Day. Buildings worldwide are lit up in the colors of the day, which are, do you guys remember the colors? They're pink. pink yep. Purple. Uh, Yeah. Blue. Uh-huh. And What's one that you like a lot? Green. Correct. Pink, green, blue, and purple. And people all over the world are invited to get creative with these colors and spread awareness for rare diseases. So Osgore would love to combine his love of board games with the awareness for the day. So again, using that hashtag, board games for rare diseases on Instagram, the challenge is to use those colors, pink, green, blue, and purple, uh, and make a picture with something board game related. Components, board game boxes, yourself colored in front of your collection, you know, anything you can think of. So let's all support both Osgore, his son, and everyone out there afflicted with a rare disease and make a post on February 28th tomorrow uh, using pink, green, blue, and purple. Again, using that hashtag board games for rare diseases. But the real reason I decided to begin the show in German today was to sound so cool. <laughs> so welcome, ladies and gents, to the Gamecasters. If this is the first episode that you have ever listened to, what the hell is your problem? You've missed so much. Let me tell you and get you caught up to speed. Or as Jack uh -oh. would say. So my name is Ryan, and first it was me and Jeremy. Then he quit, and I did a couple alone. Then Natalie and I started to back up and went along for a few until Jeff joined. And then we added a segment where Instagram people could get shouted out. And we'd sometimes read shitty reviews of great games, and I'd play a game where I say Constantinople, and Jeff Istanbul. says, Istanbul. and we do top five lists every episode, and they keep getting longer and longer, like someone rolling pinning my penis. And then we got intimate inside Ooh. of Natalie for a segment called Natalie's Intimate Insides. And sometimes <laughs> I sing songs, and don't worry, in the middle there's a gamer for a while. But uh, mostly it's just us laughing and swearing more than you'd probably expect but come on not everything has to be wholesome in this fucking hobby and that's it i think you're all caught up yeah that's sounds wow. about right now we can move on take a breath yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in today's episode 
It's brought to you by We'll Be Right Back. Pointless breaks for audio shows that definitely don't need to be there. Need to go to the bathroom or pick up that DoorDash Taco Bell order from the front door? Don't end a sentence and then pick up right where you left off like a fucking professional, making not a soul know and you ever needed to take a break in the first place. No, instead use... We'll be right back. And make every one of your listeners pointlessly take that break right along with you. Need to sneeze? We'll be right back. Need to refill your beverage? We'll be right back. Need to poop? You're on your own there. Awkward silence that motherfucker. So next time you're thinking of just doing three extra seconds of work to naturally end a sentence and then pick up immediately where you left off after a break that nobody would literally have ever known about, instead use... We'll be right back. From the creators of shit, that was a terrible take, but uh, would I rather spend five seconds doing a better one or just leave the shitty one in? I'll just leave the shitty one in productions. So Jeff, what's up with you, my man? We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back. <laughs> that was a lot. I wonder if Woo. people do it because they like just pause and then, then unpause and then they don't have to like edit anything. They do. They have to edit in uh, like a break music or something. Yeah, sometimes no, there's music. No. Sometimes they're like, <laughs> they we'll be right back. And then they're back <laughs> like instantly. I, I, I just Is that better? Finish the, like get the attention of everybody subtly. Finish whatever sentence just happened. Stop. Don't no, I agree with you. Soul. I agree with you. I'm just saying maybe that's why some people do it. I don't know. To me, it feels like it's so much easier to do it this way. Then you don't have to. Maybe if you do have a break music, you don't have to yeah. edit. have our audience try to find out when we take. Breaks. When do we take breaks? Because we take breaks a oh, few that times. Is a good. There yeah. are a few times. I feel like you can. I, when I listen, I don't I even know. know when we could. When I know because I don't, I don't know, know that anyone about. would ever know. Honestly, well, yeah. we're gonna find out. We'll it's see. So seamless and perfect. I do like this challenge. Calling us out for things. So I, you're a good point. <laughs> I do love this challenge. If you're listening to the show, see if you can figure out when it is that we. Take a break. Oh we'll be right back. Because <laughs> and so we're up, back. Like up, every Jeff? single episode doing, we eat lunch. Like, tell us when we are eating lunch. At what part? You shouldn't know because of the amazing editing prowesses <laughs> of our editor. Uh, he Who works really hard yeah. to edit the show. Curtis Howland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kurt the Viking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm watching a new show. We finished Ozark. So the, you the, and it's done now, right? Me. And it's done I know, this now, is, right? This is me texting I told you. Devin that. Oh, well, you can't so, talk about it on the air. I will text about it. When He's not going to talk about it. He's just and saying he yeah, finished, so we that finished the first chunk of the last season, right? So, so the new season, <laughs> I think, comes out at the end of. You should have talked about it at dinner last night. Well, that's how I found out. Devin oh, okay. was like, "Oh, we finished Ozark." I was like, "What? Jeff didn't tell me that." Jeff ruins. Did Jeff take a die? Because I don't have anyone to talk to about it. So we finished. We finished Ozark. I'm really excited for the last part. I'm also I'm also really excited that it's going to be done. It's done, right? That's it. It's going to be done. Oh, right, right. There's a second. It should be done. Yes, it doesn't need to keep happening. Yeah, it would because it's good. The night time is. We started watching the show. It's on Apple TV. I heard of that. Called, yep. That's that's the home of Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yes. So with their Ted Lasso money, they can now make some other shows, I think. Oh. They're making the show called Severance. Okay. 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 So, <laughs> do you know this one? No. Have you seen it? Like you did. I haven't seen it, I know, there but... Was a, oh, oh. Oh, if you've seen it, what would you I had written it? down a few Apple TV shows that I that I like read were good and I wanted to watch, and I think that was one of them. Okay, so it has Ben Wyatt in it. Oh, yeah, um, okay, from Parks and Rec, and his character name is Ben Wyatt. Still, no. that's weird. No. <laughs> um, Adam Scott, and it is it's a strange concept. It's like a drama, myst- more a mystery than anything. Ooh, um, I like that. So I don't want to say suspenseful. It's not like overly suspenseful, but more of mystery. And it's in the, it's kind of a sci-fi sort of thing. So you get this chip implanted in your brain. Okay. And when As you go tradition. to work, yeah. That's when you right. go to work, right. you basically forget 
who you are outside of work. Oh. And then when you go home, you forget everything that you've ever, you so did like at work. either in work mode or home mode. So, and there's no crossover. It's really strange. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to like spoil anything, but it has a very interesting premise of like, why does the person at work not need to know what you're doing at home? Yeah, and, and vice versa. Not need to know? And it's almost like you're two completely different people, right? At these two different oh, places. That sounds because, interesting. Because work you, as soon as you leave, you show right back up at work. Right, so you're just like oh, right. you don't know. That well, you've if been his gone. work, I feel like, finds out about Cones of Dunshire, he'll be fired. Yeah, he'll be. Yeah, he's <laughs> making Cones of Dunshire in his basement. <laughs> yeah, or he's doing a lot of stop animation. Yeah. <laughs> is We're he the main review. character? He is the main character. Yes, he is. He is the person that. Oh, this following. sounds interesting. It's, it's really interesting so far. There's three episodes. They released two, I think, last week and one on Friday, and I'm I'm excited to watch it every Friday. Let me It'll ask be you our this. new Friday show. Uh, so I associate him. Either with Step Brothers, which I hated him in. Yeah, he was but, awful. Or but because, because he was supposed yeah, to be you're hated. Supposed yeah, you're supposed to hate him. No, no, no. He was, no, he he was great. Yeah. Yes. I hated him because, yeah, he was, the you, you were supposed to hate him. Sweet yeah. Child of Mine in the Car. And, and then yelling yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I hated him in that movie, and I loved him more than almost any. He was one of the best characters in Parks and Rec. Yeah. What, how do you feel about him in Severance? He's not a huge douchebag in Severance. So he's cool. not the Step Brothers character. He's. He's closer to it's, Ben Wyatt it's very than he is cool. the Step Brothers yes. character? It's very cool because he's he has to play sort of two different people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to spoil like his home life or what ha- his, his – they call him, they call him um, outies at work, like <laughs> that's your outside self. Oh. So he has stuff going on there, but then he's a different person at work. So I, I Is everyone a, in the world like this? No. No, this is people that work at this company. Only the right? company. So there's, yeah, oh, so there's this got in, it. Okay. And then there's like, yeah, what's going on in this company? What are they doing? There's that so kind does of he not like know mystery. how much like money he earns? No, he, he doesn't does. know anything about He knows about that. that he okay. goes to work. Oh, okay. He, he knows just, he goes to he work. Just, he knows he makes money. He doesn't know what like he does. Her, the first like, scene is yeah, he like gets in the elevator. And as soon as you get in the elevator, something in your brain triggers that that chip and then you're no. and then all of a sudden you you're coming out, right? It's so probably like, like, wow. when you're at work, you you don't have any other outside distraction because it's like work is your life. Yeah. But then when you're at home, strange. you don't have to like. No, there's gotta be something there's gotta be something more nefarious than that. So he's he's kind of being two different actors. Um that's gotta be fun. Work him is is like a Ben Wyatt-ish kind of character. Oh, okay. Um, I figured he'd I would, be different, like he's a boss, like a I badass just, character at work. No, I would just okay. watch it. <laughs> I it want to. It might be, oh, I want to. That I sounds really fun. That yeah, sounds I don't good. know where it's going to go, right? It could be, because there's only three episodes in, but I want to keep oh, watching right. it. I, I wish it was out. Oh, that's great. Because like, we're watching the current season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which yeah. is out right now. Other, than, We also watched Peacemaker, Oh, and yeah, we just was, burned oh, yeah. through that. I the loved it. Man, it was, was it great. Really I, gotta watch that. I, I thought it was so, it I was very, so I was pleasantly surprised at how much it I liked first. it. He's kind of like, oh. I'll yeah, it seems goofy. It seems, but and it's, it's, it is kind of goofy. Funny. It's really, it's I think it's, comedy I think it's better than funny. I think it's really good. Yeah. I think it's, a, but it's also really good. One, once yeah. it was over, I was like, damn. And you know who's a really main character in there is Tasty from, uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. She's like one of the one of the main characters. I like her, and I like yeah. I, I, every we, we watch her on there, and I'm like, why is she not in more stuff? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I and really I like her. I mean, I didn't even realize Peacemaker was part of Suicide Squad, so like I didn't really like watch the other stuff related to that. And I, I don't still know if you need to. Good. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you need to. At the very in the very first episode, reference. Well, the very first episode. They kind of tell you a little bit about what happened. I think you should probably watch the movie. Or at least know. Yeah, about. you'd probably sure. understand the background because then more you would get a lot movie, more of what he's talking because he's really like, "Oh, I killed this guy, and this happened." Yeah. And you would you would emotionally feel that more if yeah. you watched it. Um, it was but really I thought it was good. really good. And Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is one of my favorite shows on TV. But it's only two episodes coming out per week. <clears throat> two episodes per week. I think there's only eight episodes total. This only gets you one. Yeah. So. Well, like we're <laughs> so also is there only one episode so far. There's three out. There's okay. three out right now. And what day does it come out? Fridays. Okay. So Friday night or oh, Friday I'm watching. We're watching Friday that for sure. That yeah. sounds great. I'm into that. And Ben Wyatt. And then I told yeah. Devin like to. I'm into him too. Or did she watch? I don't remember. Um, 
I just finished inventing Anna. Okay, I have not. We have not watched that yet. Okay, yeah. But that has the Ozark girl in it. Yeah, and she's like complete. Looks completely different. Yeah, she looks like a normal person. You know, (laughs) she's like pretty (laughs) in it. Um, (laughs) Oh, poor Ruth. Come on, damn. Well, Ruth and Ozark. She's got like. I don't know. She was kind of like trashy, and she's I love she's Ruth got this like southern, really like southern accent okay. and whatever. And then in this one, she's like this like socialite, and so she's all pretty and dressed up, and and now she's got like a German slash Russian accent. Oh sweet, <laughs> I know? can do that. It's like they're acting. Yeah, but inventing Anna is really good. I I mean, especially since it's like a based on a true story, and it's really interesting. We also watched. The, the Tinder, Tinder swindler. swindler. We watched that too. Which I was like, this that. is basically inventing Anna, but a dude doing like spoilers. I mean, like, <laughs> just you know, everybody knows. I, it's just yeah. people like swindling people on Tinder. Yeah, the, the yeah. Tinder swindler. The Tindy swindy was that yeah. was yeah. It's basically about this that guy was who stealing money. I was it was mind blowing that it was yeah. real. That it, and yeah. it just kept happening, and it's like, oh, he just keeps yeah. doing this to people, and people just keep giving. Right. The, it's basically it's okay. I won't give much away, but it's basically this guy does a Ponzi scheme on on people. That he's like banging. Yeah. That's essentially right. what he's doing. He finds people on Tinder and he, he pretends he's them. this. He <laughs> pretends he's this rich guy and uh, he kind of takes the, all their the money and gives it to other women that he does it with. And it sounds pretty fun to be that guy. At the end, if you have no moral code, that would be a pretty cool job. Yeah. Right. Just I'm just gonna ruin other people's bunch of people. lives. Yeah. Just and ruin I just want to warn everybody out there: be cautious about people like that. Oh, don't this is a PSA. Okay, we're getting money. serious now. Yeah. Don't just give people money. I do that all the time. We'll right don't back lend with a them money. Is Cool Stuff Inc. swindling me? Yeah. <laughs> I do this all the time. Yeah. yeah. Even if you think you know them. You don't, don't you know them. You might not know them. And Is this yeah. your way of saying you're not, not going to release that, the budget for me? There's not much that the law can do nope. for you. I want money if now. If you willingly give them money, so. Man. Yeah. Don't willingly give anyone money. <laughs> Ever. Other than us. Please go to our Make Patreon. Make sure someone right. forcibly steals it from you yeah. first. Well, this is different. We're not asking for like $40,000. Why not? Why just, aren't we, by the way? Just we $20 could be, a month for the rest of our lives. Why, yeah, why aren't yeah. we asking for the people to give us $40,000? The game is in danger, and we need $40,000 from all of our patrons. Yeah, we'll send him some pictures of Jeff with blood on his skull. <laughs> yeah. yeah be like, oh, like, oh, please help us. Help us. Oh, my God. Oh, that's hilarious. We'll we just also, wire it to you. We're also yeah. going through the current season of Billions. Have you stopped watching Billions? We have stopped, but we're not stopping. Yeah, it's just yeah. moving on to other yes. things. Yeah, yeah, we. it'll be kind of a show because we're so far behind that it's not... We're going yeah, it doesn't to matter spoilers. when you get to it. It doesn't like, matter when you get to it. I feel like it. the new season came out and I saw previews for stuff and I'm like, oh, well, some, some of these people are there or not there. And I'm like, yeah. well, I guess that's something. Something's going to happen. Um, which is fine. I, I have accepted that because I'm, I can't expect I know to what it is that you're spoiler free for five years. That's a bummer. You saw right? spoilers. Yeah. Um, I can't expect to be that for, for five sure. years. It, it would be like picking up and watching game of Thrones and being like, yeah, Ned Stark dies. Oh, Are you no! kidding me? <laughs> Luckily with billions, it's not going to be something spoiler, crazy. Like does. this person got murdered and you're like, yeah. what? You know, it's not as crazy. Like, as Game of Thrones spoilers. I know. Do we need to bleep out that Ned Stark dies? Nah. It's another bleep. Fuck em. I think everybody we'll right on the planet knows that by now. <laughs> Fuck Fuck we'll be right back. Everyone pause. Maybe I'll just I'll right. bleep it. Yeah. That bleep, bleep, bleep dies. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Um, so uh, let me ask you this, Jeff. Okay. Have uh, So this is... Uh, you guys might not know this at home, but um, you probably don't know what I'm going to ask you here. Uh-oh. This is actually a podcast about board games. Have you yourself <laughs> played any board games since the last episode? Ooh, good well, question. <laughs> I've been I've been playing some games. Have you? Yeah. What ones? Tell okay, us about so, one. I want to know about one. About I haven't one? played games Maybe before, two. so I would like to hear how they work. <laughs> the definition of board games is... <laughs> how does one so, compost and... Fun? I'm not going to talk about this one, but Dave's pick on Monday was Abomination, so next episode I think I'll, 
talk about Abomination. Okay, cool. cool. Did you guys ever play that? No, no we had bought, it. So I bought it. Yeah. Um, all I he- after I bought it, all I heard was this game takes eight hours okay. to get through, and I was like, "This is Shit. where when so we I got, talk re- about we this, we it. have a fix." So there's been some releasing of shorter versions of this game. Really? By did you the use? Designer, did you use that? And we did. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk more about Very that. Very cool. Was, the theme's cool, right? It's one of Peter's favorite. That was games. the whole reason I wanted it. Yeah. That was the whole like, reason I wanted it. You can yeah. actually go into a dark alley and murder, someone, murder someone to get their fresh body parts. To get their yeah. oh my bones. <laughs> to get their avian bone syndrome bones. Did that hurt? Oh my bones, a little. <laughs> Good. And it's like a cliffhanger for next episode. I know. Next on the We're next episode. <laughs> yeah. And then Devin and I got Taya to walk into the table. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> that was a lot of tease. Stop everything. That's no. Continue Stop everything. everything. Okay. How do you feel about Taya to So Taya to walk in is great. Hell yeah. I haven't played Taya to walk in since we and me played it two years ago. Two and yeah. plus years ago. I didn't ago. know that. I because I knew you bought it recently, like not too recently yeah, I after for it. That oh, okay, was the game. Right. If anybody remembers an episode something or another, I talked about the getting components a game were everywhere. everything was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I had to like fish tiny cubes out of like yeah. crevasses. <laughs> yeah. And I so I was just been sitting on the shelf and Devin and myself have not we haven't played a huge game in a while. Like played underwater cities, but I haven't taught a big game to her in a while. Yeah. You know, she's 36 weeks pregnant and is like, Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna sit down and so this was kind of our, all right, this might be the last big game before new baby Madigan shows up, and she's like, let's just play it. Okay. So I taught it to her, played it, and she's now interested in playing the other T game. game. So we haven't played Tekenu. I've played it, but she hasn't played. So Tekenu will be our next big one, and then we'll play Tabanusi. And you found Tekenu. Cool. And yes, I okay. got a copy of Tekenu. I think, I don't know if there's another print run recently. There probably but has that was been. I remember it was tough to get at the time. Shit. Never yeah. going to get that anymore. Right. And... Uh, Tabanusi is new, so I know you guys have that as right. well. So yeah. hopefully, yep. maybe we'll kind of coordinate yeah. playing that. For sure. And then I'm going to make her rank them. Hell yeah, the of course you are. But I well, think so what really did you think it. about what did you think about this play versus the first play? God, it's so hard because well, I don't remember, remember that. But I, yeah. I really, I did like the first play. I think I got me getting destroyed by you was like I was. I felt like I got my ass kicked, and I was like, okay, what am I doing? Yeah. What's like the case? My first of the play game? was like that for sure, too. and I really liked it. It's, I, you're going to ask me the order of my. Games, I'm assuming. I'll wait. Um, I'll wait until I'll wait until you so and Devin. He's rank ready them. to pounce. Well, because yeah, we haven't done. We them, I, don't I think, think I could do. I think I, I know think his, jumped, his ranking. It hasn't jumped Zolkin. Um, if we're counting Trismegistus in there, yeah. I don't think it's jumped Trismegistus either. So I think those two are top. But I think that Teotihuacan is three for sure and has separated itself from Takenu and Tuantinsu for me. But I know, like another play at Takenu. Could yeah, be. Everyone is so good loves too. That game. Tekenu like, is great. People play that game and they're like, "This is the greatest." I still thing. think and personally, I like Tate to walk better, but yeah, and we Tekenu played it and great. I was like, "This is good," but it didn't like give, Blow it didn't give me the feelings. Yeah. But I also had better feelings with um, Tate to walk in this time than I did. I think the first sometimes time. you need a second play to cement. Yeah. The love, like the first play, you're like, okay, everyone talked about it. Oh shit, maybe it's not what I expected it to be. Yeah. Then you play it again, and you're like, okay, but this is fucking good. Yeah. And I like separate. It's great. I get why it's the top what thirty game or something. It's mm. it's amazing. And Devin liked it. She was like in it. She understood what she was doing. That's locking awesome. dice, moving yeah. dice around. Yeah. How did she do? Did she do she pretty did well? Great. Yeah. I think I I won by like t- like ten. It oh was, nice. It was, so it was yeah. She did really. Yeah, yeah, she did yeah. great. She was going. She collected some masks. Um, I got a lot of mass points. Uh, she was comboing a lot of these the steps to move up on these yep. tracks she was like higher yep. on two of the three tracks she was really like two steps away on one of the tracks from getting 15 points and winning wow right? so it was like right yeah there. that's great so i think she really liked it it'll hopefully maybe be one of our heavy game staples coming up so there's a lot of cool. stuff you can get in the bgg store okay so there's, i have b- there's the geek up bits that they have for it 
What are the geek up bits? They oh, the, other the the cocoa. Okay, they I don't replaced, have the cocoa. They believe they replaced the cocoa. And, and what I traded for came with the insert. Very cool. Which is cool. I That's have a, right. I have a bag. I have, you have bags the bags for all the, the stuff. bags. Yeah, the bags. But the too. insert has compartments for all the player pieces, so I'm not using the player oh, bags. Oh, I see. But I, I like see. the bag. I don't have for the, the insert. Yeah, the tiles to mix yeah, up the tiles for sure. Um, and, and then there's expansions. You can expand it. I have one of the expansions. It came with my trade. The, oh right, was it the little one that had all the extra? Um, there's like people in it. All the oh okay oh, cool like oh so you one. got the yeah okay sweet the, the big one yeah it cool. has like another a second board yeah very so cool. maybe we'll maybe we'll throw that in the next play too but we're gonna get the other two played first I think before we I make Devin rank them very cool yeah. but speaking of board and dice let's talk about board and dice <clears throat> okay I like board and dice board and dice. I typed it out on my Instagram when I was posting about this. I feel like I'm just like a board and dice junkie. I feel like everyone is right now. Remember what? Remember a couple? Maybe it was two years ago. We were like, Renegade is everywhere, yeah, it's killing it. I feel and like then, and no then we way. were like, Capstone is yeah. everywhere. Now I think it's like board and dice are everywhere. They're everywhere, and I get such. I'm like, this is yes. This is these games are up my wheelhouse, <laughs> and. They're like, because usually they're on the the heavy, medium, heavy side. Components are cool. Theme, I'm like, this is, all I want to do is play this. Even Mandala Stones that we talked about. It was great. How cool was, just, yeah, I liked the game. I played fun. it again recently with Dave. and But just the pieces were good. I'm like, everything board and dice comes out, I'm like, give me it. Yeah. I want it. They have this color palette. You know what I mean? Most of the board and dice games have this, this particular color palette. I don't know exactly how to say what the color palette yeah. is it's all similar and it all just feels high quality yeah to me the color palette feels like well, what does that even mean yeah. but that's how it feels to me when i saw mandala stones for instance it's like oh this feels like boutique mm -hmm. you yeah. know when we played the game you're about to talk about in a moment it just feels boutique you know you got tabanusi sitting over there all the tea games they just don't they feel yes. like higher quality and than they're all the same games? size boxes so it looks beautiful it looks beautiful <laughs> yeah so, it's fucking sweet this game is called origins origins colon first builders <laughs> okay and so the designer of this game do you know the designer kwapinski yeah adam kwapinski which is weird for him i mean he didn't he do nemesis yeah i just wrote this out he did lords of hellas and nemesis right his other two awaken realms games so which really are like very america yeah yeah and this one is very not this is a very euro this is as euro as it gets um, i would game. say game so i was pumped to play this one uh i knew it was advertised as like dice placement it was advertised a little bit of city building mm. and i was yes i was in <laughs> so it was my pick two mondays ago and boom i picked it what's kind of cool about the theme did you read the theme of this a little bit uh yes the aliens yeah did the are... aliens build right. the pyramids did they build this uh -oh. thing so we're actually you're, like you're aliens you are so what they're called those motherships archons archons yeah the archons archons oh, <laughs> those are the guys yeah yeah so yeah, you are nice. You are archons from other planets, and you're you're guiding the people, which are the dice, to construct buildings and monuments. So you basically are like, the people are now yours, and you're like, I'm just gonna make you make these buildings. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I had no idea what the theme was. Yeah, because yeah. those those rings are motherships that okay. are right. sending. So you yeah. don't need to know any of that, but I just think it's kind it's of funny cool. because there is that goofy people are like the, the aliens did this. They came down, <laughs> yeah. they did it, yeah. and they left. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because people are like, how. Could Without anyone any build the pyramids? Yeah. yeah. Even today, I think we're like mystified as to how it happened, how <laughs> they did it. Upon. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so players begin the game with a couple dice. They get a couple buildings, um, and the buildings are these little hexes. 
And I love that they only line up. You can only line them up on the orthogonal, orthogonal, <laughs> not the not, not the diagonal. diagonals, diagonally. <laughs> yeah, if you're orthogonal. What did he say? Diagonally. Diagonally. <laughs> so, uh, and you get a couple dice. So players can use their dice. So you get a few actions in one of five locations to do stuff. Right, get resources, mm-hmm. move up these military tracks. Mm-hmm. There's also these zodiac tracks. Mm. Um, you can construct buildings. You can get more dice, which you need to get more dice. I know. So you're using those dice to do really five main actions. I know. I know. <laughs> and every time a player uses a dice on one of the actions, Ryan said there's these motherships. Yeah. So these motherships that are adjacent to the action, that's where you're placing it. Yep. You turn the mothership. And every time the dial turns, the value on the on the mothership increases, mm-hmm. and that increases the minimum dice that you can use to place on that space. That's so cool. It rhymes. But once you get to six, it goes right back to one. So it might be like a pain in the ass because you're like, oh, this is at a five. But let me wait maybe because if it goes to six and then back to one, I can use it now. Um, If you place the dice of the same color on the spot of this cool mothership, that's the same color. You get a cool bonus action. If you use a six, you get a super duper action. Super duper bonus action. So you might be placing a die and taking one, two or three actions depending on the sweet ass dice you play and the sweet ass (laughs) color ring that's there. He's really into this. You yeah, gotta manage those great. pips, Nangi. Hell yeah, you do. I gotta get up bitch. because I'm not sure you like this, so I gotta pump it up. Okay? You also have this teeny tiny leader that Natalie was talking about. They're the Archons. Mm-hmm. They're a little mini. You can place those anywhere. Those count as a six. They're like superpowered leaders. Mm-hmm. That's why they're superpowered, Natalie. They're aliens. Okay? Okay. And we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we played that wrong. What? I didn't think they counted as a six. I thought they just... Okay. They basically ignore the number. They don't count as right. a six. They, My bad. The six they gives just you ignore the number. Both actions. Yes. Okay. They ignore okay. the number. Right. They can be placed right. anywhere. Right. Okay. So that's on me. My bad. My oh, it's bad. all good. It's all good. Um, so <laughs> what... And there's also, with managing these dice, as soon as a six flips to a seven, because there's no seven on there, <laughs> it, it, um, it becomes an advisor, and you can put it on the bottom of your board, and on the bottom of your board, now you have given a color to that cool man. That is so... Fucking so, awesome. At the end of the rounds, when you take your dice back, they increase pips. So at a six is like super powered on the board, but the moment you take it back, you lose it. You lose of. that dice, and but you your your little archon Sorry. dude gets a super bonus. Gets a super bonus, man. Hell yeah. Um and one of the things that you're also doing, so you're placing these kind of the, the one of the biggest thing you're doing is building these cities. So you're using these resources to kind of build these cities, and the cities are just hex tiles. And you're adding, like Ryan said, you're adding these hexes to create your own sort of city, and you're adding them orthogonally. Orthogonally. And once four of those hexes connect, there's now an opening because there are hexes in the middle, you can, as an action, place one of your dice that you would be placing as workers inside of that city, oh, making it a, a city town hall comptroller yeah. or something. Yeah, I want to be the city town hall comptroller. Yeah, that could be you. <laughs> you place it there, and then that activates the adjacent buildings, matching the color of the dice you put in there, which is very cool, and also multiplying points you get from some other building there. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So that's what you can be doing. Points on points on points. You can move up this military track. That gets you points right during the game. That's probably the best way to get points throughout the game is on this military track because you're getting points for every person you pass and every little thing you pass because you can attack. Oh, Ryan's looking like that. No, the keep circle going. Thing? Oh, the circle thing. Oh. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember get, I don't, I'm still. I don't remember what? getting points on it. So if you move forward and you choose instead of um, like instead of getting the resources on the spot, you choose to fight. You are fighting and you get points for every person you're in front of and every gate that you've passed. 
All right, we didn't do that. Yeah, well, we didn't I would have gotten that. even more points, Natalie. <laughs> to us, fight was you. That's when you take the resources. Yeah, move and get resources. I, I thought fighting was getting resources. No, there's like two things. So you can either move on the military. So you automatically or, get the resources if you land there when you move. Yeah, I don't think the, I thought fighting was getting resources. Okay, yeah, whatever. Maybe no, it's, it's maybe fighting getting resources, or you score the military track. You can oh, score it throughout the game. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So maybe fighting is taking that. the resources. I missed that. Um, but you definitely get points for passing the gates. So every gate you pass, you get a point because you know how in the I round you, you want to pass the gates. Then. No, the gates give you those uh, tokens to gates use in extra turn, turn tokens, yeah. and then at the end of the round you move back to the closest. I knew you moved back. I did not know anything about. I don't know how I didn't. I missed points. On the military track. Yeah, so that's how you're getting points wow. during the game. And then okay. at the end of the game, you're getting points for kind of building your city and building up mm. this kind of cool little tower. But anyway, play continues. There's there's end game scoring conditions of how you build your city, of these discs that you can buy, of something else. I don't know what the third, <laughs> I forget what the third end game condition is. But um, you are, you're doing a lot, right? It's, there's a lot of little things going on. There's a few different ways of, of getting points. There are, um, managing of these pips there's managing of your tiles and it really comes together in my opinion so i'll slide into oh yeah Getting smooth the, merge the into what i think of the game i like it i think that all of that little stuff with managing the the dice pippies and making your city <laughs> moving up on the track long i think it all worked together really well yeah. So when I first saw this game, I was really excited. I was like, yes, please. It's got dice management. You get to use the dice to build these cities. I love tile placement games. It has these cool action combinations. I was like, hell yeah, I want to play this game. Fuck and then yeah. for some reason, I started to see some stuff that was kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's not what I expected. And I saw some of these reviews, right? A video here, a written comment on Board Game Geek. And I just kind of, my excitement level dropped slightly. Yeah. So before same with me. Same before exact it thing. dropped to the point because this has happened to me many times before, where I didn't want to play it. Before the excitement dropped to the point where I didn't want to play it, I was like, I need to play it. I need to get it to the table. <laughs> I want my own opinion instead of just not, you know, just taking other people's word for it. Yeah. So I played it, and I want to get back to the table. Yeah. So my excitement level went right back up, and maybe that was because maybe it dropped a little bit, and I got pumped about playing it. Yep. You know, I didn't I didn't go in as high as I thought I was going to, but I loved the management of the dice, both managing the pips as you place them and as you bring them back, uh, managing what spaces you can actually take actions. I want to take the blue action because it's awesome, but my blue dice is a two, so maybe I just take a lame ass action and I go over here because the the dial's at a six and I have to wait turns. So trying to manage that and getting the best actions out of your dice, but also using the dice to activate your cities, using the dice to uh, make your uh, cool Archon dude better and more powerful. I loved doing that. It wasn't like, oh, here are your four dice you get for the entire game. Play with it. Right. You were getting, you could get dice every round if you want to, but you also need to have the little, the little uh, stat, what is was the little thing? A little uh, dice holder. You need to have that out. Yeah. What is that? What do they call that? The um, yeah, they were like I can't remember what they call it. They call it, it's called something specific yeah. in there. But yeah, so you have, you to, have to have that out. So I loved right. managing all of that. And like at the beginning, you want you want all these workers. You want to be able to get all these resources. But close to the middle of the game, there's this awesome timing point of like these workers got to go. I gotta. I don't need the resources now. Now I got to put them in the cities to try to get points. And I loved managing that. I think there are. Um, some some really cool buildings that allow you to like turn your dice down one or two which in the moment 
You're like, why would I ever want to turn it down? Because then it's less. But now you get to hold on to the dice You want to save it. Yeah, you want to keep that die. Yeah, because you might already have that die as an advisor. Yeah. And you get points for it, for sure, if it's the same color. But you still might want to use it on the board. Exactly. And then you're not wasting an action getting another dice next round. You have that for the next one. I liked the buildings. I thought there's only... I want to say five or six types of building for each color. So there's yeah. all the five colors. Yeah. And I love that those could create such really cool combos because you get it, you get the action right when you place it, and then you get it again when that color dies. So it's like, all right, do I line up these three reds so I can get this cool power? But also you're looking at some of these bigger scoring cards, which you need to make. Maybe you need two reds and two yellows in there. So it's like, do I put my yellow dice there to activate the yellow buildings? Do I put the red ones? I just love, I thought the decision points were so fun for me to take um i things that i thought were lesser um (laughs) our play took with four people took a while um it was i taught it we played it in like two plus so i'm hoping that speeds up with some plays i know there's some end game conditions on board game geek that people are saying like sometimes it ends too quick sometimes it takes too long and there have been some Mm -hmm. chit chat with the Mm -hmm. designer and Mm -hmm. people on there about how to yeah because there's four different ways to end the game yeah I also was a little disappointed at some of the component quality, specifically the tiny things that hold your dice. I wanted it to be like Coimbra, where yeah. it fits nice and like perfectly. Snug. Oh, yeah. For some reason, those made me think that they were just like someone 3D printed them. That, I was just going to say that. It seemed like they were just 3D when, printed or something. When Joe and Dave and Bill sat down to play the game, they were like, oh, did you 3D print this? Like They uh, thought that that was yeah. just something that I... Which, yeah. They just seemed a little cheaper than what I expected. They did seem cheaper. I guess. I was fine with the looseness of them because you're swapping them yes, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to. you don't want them to be as snug necessarily as Coimbra, but I agree with you. I felt like they could have been thicker. Yes, they could have <laughs> been nicer there, um, but uh, that's like a nitpick. It would have been cool if like your 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 Archon guy was like a little bigger, right? But yeah. Anyway, that those are like nitpicks, I think. Um, everything else, like the, the thickness of your player board, the tiles were good. Um, overall, I really enjoyed this one. What did you guys think? Um, so, uh, okay, I'm going to start with my things I liked here. This game has like a lot of other games that I really like rolled into it. And I'm like the front okay, on its face. It's got the tile laying of Suburbia, the color action matching of Underwater Cities, the dice placement of Coimbra, the temple tracks of like a Zulkin or a Terra Mystica, and yeah. still somehow feels like its own game. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, there's a lot to like in this game. I really enjoy the spin huh, on worker placement <laughs> where you're never blocked from placing a die in a space. However, you can be if you don't have enough resources to pay for the difference in the pips to the value of the mother of the mothership. I completely agree with that. That is so cool. To completely interrupt you. Yeah. yeah it, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it makes it makes the worker pr- placement experience a little more friendly, but but punishes you for not planning well. Yeah. And I like that. And it's a good take on it, too, because you can also get lucky if those dice that are in the center to take get rolled the right way, and you're like, oh, you know, I can't go here yet, but if I go to this spot and take that die, now all of a sudden yeah. I can go I can to that space. buy a five. Right. Yeah, and I and it's, That's really cool. The game incentivizes you to play the same color die on a space to get the bonus stuff, just like Underwater Cities does, which is a, one of the coolest things about Underwater Cities. So whenever you can't, it feels bad in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I like that puzzle of figuring out how to place what you need and when. I also really like the way that you build out your city. Uh, as Jeff talked about, you're building out these tiles orthogonally and you want to get them. You really want to get them in two by twos um, so you can make like a square, which has, you know, a spot in the middle where you place a die. I think that's just a, actually a really um, 
ingenious way like to place yeah. a die in there. It's just so yeah. cool. <clears throat> um so I really I really enjoy that. I like how you need to balance the powers of the tiles with the colors that you need for those bonus cards um up top cuz you're you're also playing this little game. I don't know if you talked about it where you're kind of matching the tiles you place in your city. You want them to match these cards that come out every game. If you do that, you get all you get some big points for them. And also potentially valuable gold, which is a resource that's just very very toit, just like gold. Yeah, it's for just like gold. It's very thematic. <laughs> <laughs> but I really love placing the dice inside those tiles to activate those. I think that's really cool. And then you, because you, you, it's just like Suburbia, where when you get the tile, you activate it. And then in Suburbia, you can take another action later in the game to reactivate that tile again. This game does that as well, where you activate a tile right when you place it, if you can. And then when you close the city off later by putting a die in there, if the die is the same color as one of those tiles in those two by twos, you activate it again. Any of the colors that match. And it's just so freaking awesome when you see a situation where you're like, damn, I can't do anything over here. And then you're like, oh, but if I put this orange die in there, it's going to activate that building, which is going to let me get one of those dice for free that I can then use here on that spot that Jeff just turned from a five to a six. Now I can use yeah. that just by closing that city. Plus that gives me end game victory points that I can now go for those discs to A, try to run the game out quicker and B, multiply a scoring point. And it may just seem like, Oh, why don't I just buy all yellow buildings or all red buildings? But then you're then you're not matching those end game scoring cards, which mm -hmm. are points. So you have to fun balance of like, oh, let me try to get two purples because some of these cards need purples. So let me try to get the two purples and try to maybe go around it to get that configuration right. I, yeah, I thought that worked. That's so freaking cool. I love your Archon and how he never gets screwed and he can go anywhere. So in a pinch, you can do whatever you need to do, yeah. even though he only lets you do one thing. But then he gets like super powered later in the game, as like Jeff talked about. Um, ever, at the end of when you pass on your turn, you take all your dice back, and they all increase. So they all get stronger, but your six doesn't increase. As he mentioned, it goes <laughs> into this spot on your player board and becomes. Um, it basically that die makes your archon that color if you want. It is super cool. So then now your archon can start getting uh, the color bonus action. Yeah, the and color later bonus. it could be it could be red, blue, purple. Yeah, if you have and red, yellow. blue, purple, yellow, you can have. If you have all five colors there, you can just put that archon wherever you want to, and he's always going to get the color bonus. Mm -hmm. He'll never do. He'll never be like come like a six to get everything. But it's it's very 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 cool. I love that that's in the game, and it's different than your dice, and it gives you a feeling that you're never completely screwed out of a place, which I really really enjoy that. Um, dice placement in general to me is just really fun and this game does it very well I love how the motherships are randomly placed each game and how you'll play with different constellation cards and all of that really increases variability and ultimately replayability as you're likely not able to use the same strategy and combinations from game to game and I really like that that those things keep the game fresh the strategy I used in the game we that Natalie and I played I will likely not use that strategy the right. same way ever again because the combinations of, of things that let me do that are gone. I wish also, I made that point. Can we pretend that, that, that was you? Yeah, okay. we'll pretend that was you. Um, I point, also Jeff. am very happy to have learned that I missed the rule on getting scoring the points military. through the military track. Um, as in, in, in the game Natalie and I played, and we only played it once, so take this with a grain of salt. Um, I think we just figured out I would have just gotten like an extra 10 to 15 points, but knowing that changes potentially things that would have happened. So I, I really, and I still enjoyed the military track going on the military track. You get these tokens 
And once you cross certain spots in the military track, you can get resources and tokens. And now we found out you can get a small amount of points as well. In a four-player game, it's, it, it's maybe a lot of points. Yeah, it's more. In a two-player game, it's not that many. Um, but you get these tokens that give you... You can basically take an entire uh, second turn immediately after you take your normal turn, which sounds like game-breaking, and it can be. Because this game... Like, a lot of games like this, a lot of games by Board and Dice are all about timing. We talked about it in, and this isn't a Board and Dice game, but we talked about it as one of the things we loved in our Bitoku episode. Um, the timing of when do you put a die in this spot to cross the river to get this card before anybody else can do it? Yep. And this game has that in those cards I was just talking about where you are trying to match up these buildings to match the configuration on the cards. You want to do that before other players a lot of times because there's these gold resources at the top of them. And if you get those first, that's huge because gold is huge. Gold does a lot of stuff for you. Gold's a wild resource, can be used for any resource. It's also the only resource that can purchase these discs that are used to multiply this other thing that gives you can give you a ton of points at the end of the game. And so it's a big, a big deal to get those cards first. And so one thing you can do if you're like, oh, crap. Natalie on her turn is going to be able to build this configuration before me and get that. <gasps> but if I use this token I have, I can actually take another turn right before her and do it first. And in her, in her face. In your face. <laughs> More like out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's really, 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 really fun. I, I think this game is awesome. Things I didn't like. Most of what I didn't like, I, it's, I'm going to kind of echo what Jeff said a little bit. Most of what I didn't like pertained to color <laughs> and being able to tell the difference between them. In a low light situation, like my basement kind of is sometimes, the red and the purple seemed a little close. I don't know anything about colorblindness. I felt like I would not be able to tell the difference between those two colors if I was colorblind. But I don't I don't know how mm -hmm. that works with... Yeah, when the red was next to the purple, it was obvious. But when the red was by itself, we were it like... It still kind of seemed purple? like it might be purple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were like, ah, I don't know if that's purple or not. I didn't notice that. My basement is very bright. Yes, yeah, for was, sure. The lights were we like had the lights the dimmed a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah, like at the very beginning of the game, we're, we're selecting dice like Sagrada style. Right. And I thought that I had picked a purple die. And I was like, oh, you got that purple die. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think this is actually red. <laughs> and it kind of like, I was like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> so we had to make yeah, sure. we right. saw. But worse than that, worse than that are the mothership dials. So the mothership dials there so jeff kind of mentioned how the the spots the, the little squares that you put the dice in almost seemed 3d printed so did the mothership dials now they didn't feel bad yeah they didn't feel component like wise they were cool chintzy, and i love how they yeah. go into the board they didn't feel chintzy in any way but they looked to me like they were just 3d printed because there's no color at all on them there's and no so you and you all, have yes. to be able to see the pips on these things mm -hmm. and you can't unless you're like really you close to it it's annoying oh yeah and so so what we did, and I think what a lot of people are doing, is Natalie, during our play, sharpied in the pips of the Mothership dice so you could actually see them when you're turning them. Because you have to turn the Every time you place a die on the board, you have to turn the Mothership. And so you need to know. Yeah, that's a very important part it's of the game. It's a very important. You have to know yeah. what the pips are at so you know what dice you and can And so play. it's, I don't know what, how that got. And they, they're like the teeniest, annoying. tiniest little things. And they're the same color as the rest of the entire Plastic mothership. Well, yeah, so there's a lot of detail you know, on this so mothership, like, you and just gets lost unless you're like get up close. Unless you're it. up close to it, you can't tell. So that is annoying. It's not a huge deal because everyone has a sharpie marker, and you can oh, just yeah. spend that ten was, minutes that, to sharpie. Once we did that, doing. it was like 
perfect. I've seen some yeah. people on online and like board game geek and Instagram doing that, and then you were doing mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I got to do that because it's it, it, it was oh my god necessary. when she did it, it was like oh thank yeah. thank you. It just felt like there was no more straining. It, it was just yeah, like, oh, you didn't have to you know go like what is that one? Who is that? Do you ever play the game Era with us? No. That so oh, Era right. has your own player pegboard where you're building all yep. those buildings. That's like a roll and build. Yep. And that whole fucking board is Just is yellow. pale yellow. <laughs> oh. it's, it's Dicky barbecue. Yeah, Dicky barbecue yellow. cup yellow. And, and again, they have these little. There's like there's texture on there, but it's all yellow and it's yellow. So Dave uh, spent all a yellow. ton of time basically taking a, a sharpie and like. Oh, I knew he did that. Yeah, I remember. In, so you could actually see what phase you're in, what goods you have. Because yeah. man, that's. That's so shitty when you can't yes. see something. It's an immediate turnoff. Yeah. Agreed. Um, also, as the game goes on, your options of what you can do increase. As you gain more of these bases to put dice in, you're going to be gaining more dice to take actions with. Um, and I think Jeff talked about this a very, very little bit. And uh, This game can definitely be prone to AP. I'm not a slow player, but I'm not always like the fastest player either. I'm probably right there in the middle. And there were a couple turns in this game where I was just, I felt like locked. It wasn't every turn, but there was a couple where I was like, I have 10 things I could do. <laughs> yeah. Which one is the best? And I had to like, I felt like I had to go through each thread and go, okay, this one gets me 10 points. This one gets me nine. Mm-hmm. This one gets me 11 and, and then pick one. Right. And I could tell that had I been a slow player, I would have taken so damn long on a lot of my turns, which is just can be really annoying to the rest of the players. Uh, on the one hand, I don't want anyone to play suboptimally, so I don't mind people taking a long time a lot of times, You know, especially when it's like once in a while. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to feel like they're getting the most out of the game, but at the same time, certain games lend themselves more to AP, mm-hmm. and those are games sometimes I are avoided by me if I know I'm going to be playing with a slower player. And this game can definitely induce some of that AP, so I would be aware of that. But overall, uh, I'm going to echo what Jeff, what Jeff said here. Um, I thought this game was fantastic. It Good. gets a really lot of like it. it gets a lot of mixed reviews. I don't understand why. Me either. It does not. What are the bad reviews? I don't even know. I feel like I the, went the ones I'm reading game. don't have a lot of like substance. Yeah. Really why they I wonder don't if it's like kind it. of what maybe I'm going to say. It's not. Ooh. I'm not. Gonna uh, we'll say wait to hear. We'll wait to yeah, for your yeah. thoughts. Then. Okay. So let me just wrap it up here. Then I would highly recommend this game to people that are that enjoy middle to heavyweight Euro games. Um, I think it's a bit of a sleeper. It got, uh, it got, it got some buzz around Gen Con. Mm-hmm. After that, I feel like it kind of cooled, and people are not agree. really talking about it anymore. And I think because of some of those reviews, it must be. But this game, for my money, uh, for Jeff's money, we'll wait to hear about Natalie. Two of the three yeah. game casters <laughs> think this game is fantastic. I think it's fantastic. This is a left side of the table essential. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, what did you think about it? So, okay. Oh boy. This is. I didn't. I mm. liked this game. I did. You can hate it. It's okay. No, and I don't hate it, but okay. I have a reason. For disliking it. For my feelings. <laughs> okay, let's, let's hear it. Um, so yeah, basically, I'm. I also am having a hard time passing judgment after this first play. Gas. Okay, passing gas. <laughs> judgment. <laughs> I said. <laughs> okay. Um. So okay, this is like like a game that you think that I would like. You know, it has I like managing the dice. You know, that has tracks on it. Has all the stuff that. That you think I'd like? I thought this was a Natalie. Game. I am slipping. Games. Sli- There's been some games where I'm like, man, Ryan's not gonna like this one. And Ryan's like, man, I fucking loved it. Really? Or like, when you guys played Toku and you were both like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, shit. I thought I thought this was a home run for Natalie. So did I. I saw so yeah. much comparison. I did too. Well, and that's, that's why I don't want to like I felt the same way yet because of this first yes. play. Because I feel like there's a few reasons why I feel like the way I felt. But anyways, um, 
So what I kind of realized is there are some games where like I enjoy playing the game and I like all the mechanics. And I think that Orleon is one of these games because like you guys love Orleon and I really like it too, but I always have this feeling when I play it. And this is how I felt in this game of origins where like, like I don't, I feel like I'm like missing it. Like, I'm like missing, it's smarter than you. Yeah. Like, like I, for some reason am not seeing like any, like a combo I can make or like how, what is the best way to get points? You know? So because I'm having trouble, like seeing that stuff i feel like i'm just kind of like i think i'll just try this like this seems to give me i'll try i'll go for this you know but it's more of like a guess instead yeah. of where like i felt like you were like i see it i see the path yeah for and sure. then you took the path and it like it was it's just it, it was just like <laughs> and you were like where's the path going and perfectly on the path. for you path. you know where i was kind of like is this the path nope is this nope you know kind yeah, of like that for sure you were like meandering aimlessly and I was I, I I was definitely from the beginning of the game I was like here's what I want to do right yeah. so there and, and that and that's fine that doesn't mean I don't like playing those games because I do um, and that doesn't mean that that's gonna happen to me every time but also in this specific play which is another <laughs> reason I don't want to like pass judgment quite yet is like there was just like certain things that were happening like. Um, like Ryan had his path, right? And why do you go, Ryan? And I got my path. Who's got your path? I mean, it, we talked Thanks. about it earlier. We were fucking some dudes. So, like all all of the color, <laughs> all of the color tiles, they'll be on different spaces each time you play because they're randomized. And so, like a couple of ours, the color tile bonus matched what the, the normal at the base normal. action. And so, like you could only do those actions on that specific. <laughs> So you could like military twice, but only there. Right. right? Yeah. Military only, twice, only there. Build, build twice, twice, only there. there. And so get dice, but only on the yeah. dice spot. Okay. Right. But Ryan was like building like crazy. So he, and that was purple for us. And he was getting all these purple dice. So I was struggling to get any purple dice. And then I was struggling to even take that action. So he's over there like boop, 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 boop. <laughs> like building this city, having this purple dice, using these like power. It was the Virgo card that let me that really let me right. do it. Well, I I me, raced up on that entire, Virgo track. Even just building a building, I was doing it the most inefficient way you could possibly do it and I was struggling to even do that, you know. And I, I don't think that that is something that's going to happen every time because that situation isn't going to happen every time. We're For not sure. going to necessarily have that like Yeah, they're not going to come out in that We're way. not going to have <clears throat> the actions that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um and so, like, because of that, I'm like, I don't want to say that. I don't want to Like, I don't want to like judge the game based on that because <laughs> the next game might be totally different. Um, but I'm also curious to see how the next game would go for me. Stop. I'm Ryan. sorry. God, I'm sorry. Damn <laughs> um, but having said all that, just because I don't really know how I feel about it yet doesn't mean I don't like it. Like, I liked all of, I liked everything that you guys said that you liked, and especially the fact that you. There are so many different strategy options to try, which is a main reason that it makes me want to try it again. Because yeah. it's not like, you know, like this is all I do and I didn't like it. Like I could try so many different other things next I time. I could tell you were frustrated. I was And it didn't it didn't necessarily yeah. seem like you were like, this game's stupid. It seemed no. more like you were just like, why can't I figure this out? Right. You know, or like, this isn't working. What I, and I don't and there was one moment where I could tell when I knew what happened was we were we were kind of evaluating. It was it was kind of the halfway how you feel, and she was like, "You and you probably remember this, Natalie." But she was like, "You have like all this stuff over there, like you have this huge city. You're up on this track, this track. You're here. Your your military track. You're way up there. I'm like at the bottom, 
And she's like, we've had the same amount of turns. Why am I not commensurate with you in any of this stuff? Right. She's like, I just don't understand what's happening. You know, why it's happening. I was like, yeah. well, I'm cheating. You know, every time you're looking away, yeah, I'm going up on the tracks. Things, yeah. yeah, and I just get stuff. Right. Yeah, I, what's that? The buildings are right by me. So yeah. whoop, there we go. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, so I could I could tell that hap- that's happened to me. That happened to me in Great Western Trail, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I you beat me by 50 points, and I don't even know what I would do the next time to do better. And yeah. that's a frustrating feeling, yeah. which doesn't mean the game is bad or that no, you don't no. like the game. Even, and necessarily. I, kind of, I think a big part of the reason why like you, because like in the end, I mean, you would beat me Nothing by a lot, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like that embarrassing or anything. You know, I was like, okay, I like, I ended up doing, you get laughed okay. Or right. You know? Yeah. No, you, you got a lot of points. But I also like think that I know why, like I, I kind of see, I think that, so like those cards where you get the building combos and then you get the gold if you get them first. Well, Ryan like got like three or four point like of those basically. And I got one. Oh, you need to get and those. that's huge. That's like that's be like 30, points. 45 yeah, points. Yeah, that's a ton right of points. And that's like difference between what you got. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's right. Great. And that's basically like what he won by, maybe a little more. Yeah, I had like it was like a 190 to like 150, we'll say. I think I had yeah. like 190. And so if we would have scored the military track, it would have just been. Yeah. We would have yeah. both scored right. yeah, but f- some more that, points. Even having said that, like, even though I was like, I don't know what to do, and another problem that I historically have is. I want to like do? do everything. Yes, you can't. I know. I was so, gonna say I wrote that down. You yeah. can't. So I like you can't I was go like everywhere. next yeah. time I told my I was like I even had a an idea and I was like next time like I'm gonna focus and try to do like this strategy. Yeah, that's hard for you. Yeah. I think there's it like is hard for me. four. I think there's three to four paths that are like here's how you get the majority of your points. Right. And I think raise you up those do, tracks right, or like, build buildings. Two one and a half of them. Yeah. 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 Right? yeah or two yeah. of them. You can't bail on all of them. You can't bail on like most of them. Right. But you have to. You can't do a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there. You, you got to go ham on one, at least right. one of yeah. them. You got to go ham on. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. But um, overall, no, what you think? Overall, I think it was fun. I liked, I liked all the stuff that you got to do. You know, like, like building the cities and then getting like the, um, the little, uh, the, what? Advisors. No, like when the, the, like the little bonus the... thing, action the zodiac thing cards. Those no, are so cool. Building. Gosh darn it! I know. You know damn the it! The building. The cities. You know, yeah. like giving, like figuring that. Those out. are the least little things in there. <laughs> Those are the big ones. Um. Yeah. All of it was cool. I did like it. I did like it. It's I got. Just, well, I just need to like figure it out. It's got a cool element because building, like putting tiles next to each other, is fun. It's like it yeah, gives it's you that little tiling. Yeah. Like, di- placing dice is fun. It's got <laughs> dice placement. Yeah. It's got. It's almost got like a reverse. Um, dynamic player board yeah you know yeah. what i mean because well reverse and not reverse because you are yeah. taking things off your player board to get stronger by getting those extra diced spots mm-hmm. and then you're getting the sixes that go in as advisors to make your archon stronger throughout the game mm-hmm. it's this game speaks a lot to i think jeff and me specifically because of all of those little elements in the game that are just so yeah, interwovenly perfect. It's got so, a lot of what I like. That's very cool. That's a great game. That's Winner. Origins by Adam Kwapinski. Kwapinski. And published by Borden Dice. So way back when, in the annals of summer, I don't know if annals is the right word, but it looks like anal. So yeah, like that's, yeah, that's okay. what happened. So way back when, in the annals of summer, the Gamecasters <laughs> went to an event not many people have heard of based on the Geneva Convention called Geneva Convention. For short, we're going to call it Geneva Conv. Okay. At Geneve Conv, there was a game I was really <laughs> interested in with very childish artwork on the cover. And the reason I was excited about it wasn't because of that childish artwork. That was actually an irrelevant detail meant to red herring you, but because of the design team on the box. 
Michael Kiesling and Wolfgang Kramer, which is the reason I decided to uh, start the show in German today. <laughs> These two Adonises of the gaming community do a swimsuit calendar every year where they just alternate who's on each month constantly. And this year's was a doozy as they added a new month called Cray Member. And as you might expect, it's just pictures of Wolfgang's Kramer. Oh my God. But oh. the real reason I was excited about this game is because I really enjoy abstract strategy games. And Keesling and Kramer are, in fact, one of the best and most notable design teams in the industry, True. swimsuit calendar notwithstanding. It was probably my most anticipated game of Geneve Conf, but alas, it wasn't there. It was supposed to have been, but something happened. I don't remember. Do you I remember? Half a, half a, You're right. Every, half no, a nothing was there. there yeah, yeah, nothing was there. Um, <clears throat> so, however, a trip to my NTLGSATNTF, not that local game store, and they're not that friendly, searching for monstrosity ended in heartache for not finding that, but also was a Phoenix-like rebirth for my spirits, as there was my biggest anticipated game of Geneve Conv sitting right there, antagonistically yellowing me in the face, Savannah Park. Was that the only one, or was there multiple copies? There was, there was more. Yeah, there was a bunch. It was, uh, uh, um, yeah, Geo He finally used his gift certificate. I got my gift card. I can go back to internet spending. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) In the yellow park, players are fighting through different hues of yellow to try and see the damn board so they can place their tiles in such a way that really just makes more yellow. yellow. Well, it's a Savannah Park. Seriously? Savannah Park is a game about grouping together different animals in the savannah, which, in case you haven't guessed, is filled to the brim with zebras, elephants, antelopes, the color yellow, ostriches, rhinos, giraffes, and yellow. Each player has a player board that is basically a grid of hex spaces, and players begin the game with that exact with the exact same tiles populating their boards, but in a random configuration. Basically, you pull your tiles from this box and place them on your player board. Each tile has one to three animals on it. There's a couple that have more than that, but mostly it's one to three. There's always one to three animals of a specific type. So there's always going to be a tile that has one elephant, a tile with two elephants, and three elephants. Uh, Then there are some tiles with mixed animals, like an ostrich and a giraffe. Then there are some tiles with animals drinking from watering holes. And it's these watering holes, along with groups of similar animals, that score you all your points. So at the end of the game, you're counting up your largest grouping of each animal type and a group is just a, connect, a connected network of hex tiles of the same animal multiplied by the number of watering holes also in that network. So how it works is on your turn, you select one tile. Say Jeff says, uh, okay, I'm going to pick the giraffe and ostrich tile. And he calls it out because every other player at the table also then finds on their player board wherever the giraffe and ostrich tile is and grabs that one. Everybody picks it up, flips it over, and the reason you flip it over is because it has the same animals on the back, but it also now has your player color, and then you place it somewhere else on your board, and that's it. Every player does this. Then the next player goes, picks up an animal on their turn, along with everyone else picking up that same animal, flipping the tile over and placing it somewhere else. This goes on and on and on until every tile has been moved, and then you just add up your scores. Now, there's other things going on here as well, but that's the gist of the game. I'm not going to go into all the nitty-gritty. So things I liked. This game is so fun. It feel you know what it feels like it feels like a Reiner Knizia old school design to me, like through the desert or something, where it has the most simple rule set there is, but so much decision space tied up in that. The beginning of the game seems random. Which animal do I move? Who cares? What's what's going on? But the game quickly comes into focus during the middle game, and you start to realize, shit. Why didn't I just take an extra moment to think about how to place these tiles before committing? Because I've just placed this watering hole with a zebra and the rhino on it over here. 
but shit, my rhino and zebra groupings could not be further apart from each other. So now what the hell? I just ruined, I just wasted one of those animals. And then how do you recover? And what do you choose to go for? And oh my God, if my opponent chooses this tile, it will completely screw me over because I haven't created the space for it yet. So you're sweating profusely with your fingers crossed that nobody picks the three antelope tile until it's your turn so you can move a tile out of the way. It's so good. <laughs> My favorite part is that puzzle of how to completely maximize your groupings. And you are staring at your board so intently that you eventually start to see the matrix. You're like, <gasps> there's just so many damn tiles here. How on earth could I make this work? And then you do like Beth Harmon from Queen's Gambit stuff where you're like seeing like 50 moves ahead and, and it just has to work out just like this. And I can get that sweet max of 33 points per animal. Then your, your son, your stinking son, he's your own child takes a turn before you and calls out the, how about the three antelope tile? And you're like, no, okay, actually, if I put this here, yeah. <laughs> I can be okay. And then I can join it to this and then this and ah, but that means I might lose a point in ostriches, but it's okay because I'll make five points up in antelopes. Okay, this can work. And it's that contingency plan that's what makes this game so fun. Unless you accidentally completely blocked yourself off, there's usually a way that you don't initially see for you to be able to get done what you need to get done. Okay, one thing I didn't explain about the game are these bushfires. Gross. And it, you, if you place certain tiles next to them, they just are removed before you do final scoring. And that's another added in level of, oh, fuck, that makes this game the kind of stress that I really enjoy. Now, this is a family weight game. It's in Capstone's Family series. And that's something that makes this game really, really versatile. The game is not heavy, but it is very challenging. It's so easy on the rules, but it feels crunchy when you're playing it. So it's not just a simple little filler game that you play and forget about. It's a game. Right, uh, we just emphasize the word game, and it means it's like a heavier. Yeah, it's like a, it's like yeah, a big it's like game. game. Yeah, yeah. and if game. you remove certain <laughs> things from it, like those bushfires and the watering holes, now it becomes a game that even little kids can play. We played with Cameron, my ten-year-old, and he loved it. I'm almost certain that Lexi, my eight-year-old, will be able to handle it too. Um, once the kids go to bed, then you can turn on those other rules, and turn now it becomes bushfire. yeah, turn the bushfires <laughs> on. Lights down turn low the lights down low, the bushfires get those trees going, and that makes it more difficult, and then it's boom! Great date night fun, Ben and M. So things I didn't like. I haven't really touched on this at all yet, but man, is this game yellow. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, some of my best friends use so yellow. it's like orange yeah, So yellow. I'm not yellowist or anything. It was just the first, second, and eighth thing I noticed about the game while playing. I mean, I get it, it's the, it's the savannah. What color was I expecting? And I'm definitely going on and on for the memes, Nestor, but this is really my way of saying the art and graphic design of the game is very lackluster. If you saw this box sitting on a shelf and you knew nothing about the game, you would leave it there. It has that feel of an old school Kinesia game like I talked about. It also has the look. It looks very dated. It, it looks kind of like kiddish too. Very dated. But that's in a good way, I think, the, the, the feels, right? The artwork is only going to hurt the game sales, though, in my opinion. We've talked so much about how to sell games nowadays and stand out amongst the very crowded space of board games. I feel like you need to have nice artwork to, and, and, and sell the sizzle, not necessarily the taste. Now, Kiesling and Kramer, to people in the know, will sell the game and garner interest alone. But the hobby isn't as much like that nowadays. People don't necessarily know these guys like they used to. Their names probably don't carry as much weight in the overall consumer base like they did a decade ago. So I think there's a real missed opportunity to sell copies of this game that could potentially have avoided that had they made the art look more inviting, more lush, and less kiddy. Because yeah. it does look like a I mean, little it kids does game. Right on, it say CG family. So it's like, it's in the family way to Capstone. Well, Capstone Capstone puts out very heavy games. More family. So even in the family way, yeah, I see why they did that. It looks they went too far in my opinion. This is also just my opinion. Okay, overall, I am incredibly pleased with Savannah Park. 
Uh, really looking forward to playing it more with both Natalie and with the kids. And that is just not that common of a thing for me yeah. to say. So that's a high praise mark for this game. It truly does feel like it works for families and also for a game group. Yes. What did you think, Natalie? I agree with that. That's one of the coolest parts about it is that it... it oh, they're all yellow. <laughs> that doesn't really bother me that much. I honestly wouldn't like until you like said something when we were playing. The I'm looking at pictures. Like, oh, it's pretty yeah, damn it is, beige. It is yellow, pretty damn yellow. But, like, it's a yellow game. But like it's when you're yellow. playing it, you're turning over the tiles and it becomes less yellow. It, like I said, this, this was more just. <laughs> I'm looking at the tiles. They look around. pretty damn yellow. They're yellow. It's all no, yellow. I mean, when you flip them. Yeah, when you flip them over, they, they yellow. become your. Then I just flip over a yellow tile to a yellow tile, right? Then you'd have trouble making your little your little pass. It's 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 aggressively yellow. I do really like, I know Ryan just said it, but I really like that. You can play like on like a like kid mode and like a more adult Babies mode. Babies first, Savannah Park. And, yeah, and for And it's sure. like fun both It's fun ways, either way. And it doesn't feel like when you play it on like the the more skilled <laughs> level, it doesn't feel like a kid game anymore. Right. Um, but the kid game was still fun. Absolutely. I, it, still it was still it. challenging. It feel like you still, playing, the, like, the core rules game. are there. You still got to figure out how to right. group the animals together. It was easier because, I mean, I will, I mean, if anyone's on the Discord, you saw that when I scored my first <laughs> adult game, <laughs> it was in like Ooh. the zero to something range. It was like the lowest. Like, yeah, your first play. But anyways, first play. I mean, it was difficult, but, um, but I love how quick and simple it is. I like, um, I really like how you're like only doing one thing on your turn each turn yeah like all and i'm doing the same is thing pick this up and place it somewhere That's it's all... that simple but yep. it's not that simple because you have to like pick it up and place it and i'm only focusing on that one thing but then you have to consider like yeah how does that affect you know, everything else I'm I, doing? yeah like if i place it here is there going to be room for like me to like make this path for all the other rhinos well real or quick if i place it here like i'm i need there's kind there's... of a mind fuck yeah because so let's say, because you randomly populate the board at the beginning of the game, let's say you happen to have three rhino tiles touching, and then the very first tile that's called out, Jeff says, okay, I'm going to do the, the two rhinos, which is somewhere else on your board. Your brain wants to go, okay, I'm going to pick this two rhinos tile up and put it right next to these other three groupings of rhinos. Hell yeah! Yeah. And you think that's like that sweet, but those other three rhino tiles are going to have to get picked up and moved somewhere else. Oh right! You know right. what I mean. So you're like, it, it's hard for your brain at first to be like, oh, they're not going to stay there. Mm-hmm. So I have to create a space for them all to right. be able to fit. And creating a space is like a big thing that you have to think about too, because you know you have this grouping of rhinos, right? And like, if somebody picks a rhino, yeah, you don't have anywhere to put it. it. Yep. So like on my turn, I'm like, I better pick this piece up just so you gotta just make room. in case a rhino comes up, I get, I have somewhere to put it, and I'm not just screwing screw my whole myself thing. Over. Yes. But then when you add in like the bushfire, mm. you know, like I like <laughs> what? That's even harder because then you're like, then you're like, you know, if I bond the two bushfire and I can't place a two there, so I gotta like think about that extra thing, yep. or else it's just gonna go away and Gone. mess up my stuff even more. So it, while it is simple, is not that simple. But right. it's also like you don't get. You, it's not so difficult that you're like sitting there forever like what do i do i don't know you know you're kind of like oh I'll just play this, here this and see how it okay out. this is better you know but there's there is definitely a lot of thought that has to go into it um and then the other thing that i was going to say is i really like how every single person is playing every single turn you yes know, it's not like i take my turn ryan takes his turn cameron takes his turn like cameron picks one we all, we do, all it. do it and then ryan picks one we all do it yep and then that makes the game just like go faster and smoother but also it's 
throws in that extra challenge of like you don't get to just do whatever you want because you have to you know, play what they chose to play this turn. And if you want to get really, really competitive about it, you can look at your opponent's boards and just be like, oh, if I pick this tile, that's going to break up their chain of rhinos. Yeah. So I'm going to pick this one. Right? You could do that stuff if you want to. If you want to play the game a little meaner, you can. Mm-hmm. And also, you don't have to at all. The way we play it, we're just kind of like, we're focused on our own board, you know, and I know some people don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, some people want to be interactive. Yeah. We like but to play. But also, this is like a 20-minute game. You know, it's, so quick. it's quick. It's very quick. I had zero interest in this game, but you make me kind of want to play it. It's, it's fun. Good. Because it I looked good. at it when I researched it. I'm like, okay. I didn't, again, I didn't love the art. The art's terrible. So that doesn't yeah. pull me in. Yeah. And then it's also. Very yellow, right? The weight is like, well, yeah, it's very yellow. <laughs> the weight is 1.69. Nice. Yeah. And. <laughs> nice. I'm like. Yeah, do okay. I need that? Like that's, to me, that's like almost, that's like Too a child's late. game. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Like. Like, Sagrada's a two, right? So if I'm looking to play a lighter game that's kind of has this abstract, am I going to pick Sagrada or Azul? Or I'll tell you, this or... feels heavier to me than 1.69. 1.69, 1. I feel low. like, is more like the kid mode. I feel like it well, feels heavier. Also, wa- the board game geek weight is not a perfect... No, nut, I know right? yeah. it's voted. And but it's, I would yeah. agree well, and it's also for, like, the, for the kid it's mode, also rules. for the other mode. It's also rules complexity to like length of play yeah mm. yeah because there's right. like like arkham horror is a very simple game but the rules are big and the and the, the tiny so it things ups the complexity cl- this yeah, one it's that. like a rules sheet it's yeah. like one thing you can learn the rules oh, immediately yeah, and it plays good. very quickly because yeah. everyone's together but the decisions are a lot harder right. than 1.69 yeah okay because nice. it seems like because when i looked at it, i was just like okay but not really in the kid no. mode i'd say that sort of yeah the kid mode the is, two artists i think might have let you down so yeah who's the artist one Anika, Anika Heller. Okay. She, the only game that she has has her name on artwork is Juicy Fruits. Oh, which I think oh, looks. I think Juicy Fruits is great. Yeah, Juicy Fruits is great. And then the other person, Andreas Reich. Reich. R e i c h s c h. Oh, R e Rish. Rish. Um, Great Western Trail, yeah, Istanbul, Rish. Mombasa, Gugong, Lorenzo, Hadara. Damn. Like those are some of those games are beautiful. I know. I think this game is ugly. Had some leftover yellows. It's a little yeah. yeah. We got yellow pigments yeah. left over. Let's just yeah. call it Savannah Park, I guess. So yeah, I, mean, I would I would like to, to play it now that you I think you I actually think you would like it a lot. It, yeah. I think I mean it's not gonna break your brain. No. But sure. I think you are gonna be like, oh shit, well, how do I do this? And that yeah. works. Yeah, I think you would like it. I really cool. do. So that is uh so, so Yellow Park by Savannah <laughs> Cap, Park. Cap Game Capstone Games Family. Yeah, the family and juicy 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 Fruits is another Family line family game, one, yeah. yeah. They seem similarly weighted to me. I would say uh, Juicy Fruits seems maybe a uh, maybe like a, a notch, a notch up. That's kind of what from it has this complicated on there. They have like wise. One point eight or nine yeah. on there. Yeah, but still, it's a good decisions yeah. in both those games. Mm-hmm. I think those are two very good uh, lineup. Uh, d- Cap Capstone is great. Capstone's got yeah, a lot of great stuff. It. What else you got, Jeff? I got a game called Brick and Mortar. I heard of that. I haven't played like, one turn. It's like a name for like a store, Natalie. <laughs> Did you know that? Yes. Okay. It's like instead of <laughs> selling things store for on the internet, store. you yeah. sell like a brick and mortar. Yes. I learned that on Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> so the first time I ever heard about this game was on Date Night Dice Stories. Same here. Right? They yep. just were playing. That's where everybody I was it. mad. I was like pissed off. I was like, how the fuck do I not know about this game? Why do they, like, why why do they, they know, know about and then it? Like yeah. it? How yeah. dare they? I said that to him. I was like, why do you even know about this game? I don't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, calm down, Ryan. They so, were on an interview with um uh that that you guy think? who interviews everybody in in 
in Europe. Board gaming UK or something? No. Board game oh, meeple. the dad. Board, I think it's board game meeple. Board, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, board I'm game meeple. All around. <laughs> and um, I think they asked him in that interview, "What are you loving right now?" And he was like, "I got this game called Brick and Mortar. I can't stop playing it." And they were like, "All right," and they bought it. <laughs> that's cool. So, that's cool. That's how we all know about it. So it's published first game from Octoraph Games, like a giraffe, but Octo. Oh, there's eight of them. Eight so of, it's like it's like an octopus with giraffe necks. Ooh, <laughs> eight giraffe, giraffe necks or coming just out of giraffe one, body? Yeah, one giraffe with eight necks. Would you rather fight head? one giraffe with eight necks yeah. or eight giraffes with one neck? <laughs> and and like I, I wrote earlier, I was like, despite our uh, collegiate differences, I was excited to get to the table. So I was having conversation. He's a Go with Blue him. fan. No, he's a Notre Dame fan. Oh, and we had this conversation on on Instagram, and he was like, you know. I saw this picture of you with your son, <laughs> and you're wearing this Michigan State stuff, and I don't think you should be doing that around impressionable young children. It was just kind of really funny because um, he he was at one of the football games where like Michigan State won at Notre Dame, and then like planted like a Spartan uh-huh. flag, and he was like, yeah. oh. he's like son of a. So well, I was like, well, maybe we can bond over hating Michigan. Like, we can just <laughs> yeah, hate, you know, we can, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah. Um, but so this game is, as it sounds, brick and mortar is an economic game. Okay, because you're opening stores. Oh, yeah. So players are managing stores, seeking to expand and manipulate this these variety of markets. Okay, so you begin the game with a player board, and the player board has room for four storefronts. Four stores and seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what a, do you know what a four score is? <laughs> four score. Is it, yeah, it's like. It's uh, like a... Is it something with a year? Yes. Like yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, can I say something really quick? No. Yeah. Cameron was just so. reminding me. Cameron was just telling us about how he learned about Gettysburg. Yes. And I was like, Oh yeah, Abraham Lincoln. He's like, No, he wasn't there. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Yes, he was. He's like, Well, we didn't learn that. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> he wasn't there. He knows everybody who. He knows everyone who wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. So you have this uh, player board, which I also think is cool. The player board is. It's just like. It's it's not big, but it unfolds, and then there's like just room for four like squares. Think about it. But mm-hmm. all those all the boards are like slightly different in the artwork, which I think is really cool. Just these little touches in this game, I think, go a long way. And then you get a few bucks, um, and you get this uh, quantity and price dial. So there's two dials, and you twist them around. I know you guys have played one whole round. We played one turn. We know everything. We know everything. I don't even know why we're talking about this. I know everything. So there is also a small main board that holds these five good types that you're going to be competing over and buying and selling. They're food and clothing and electronics and yellow and pink. And um, no, they're all yellow. They're all yellow. And each round is a series of phases. And you're going to play until someone reaches a certain amount of points or you've played a certain amount of rounds. And the first part of the phase is to to build your buildings and to build your storefronts and add them to your board. And that can either be from your hand or you can start like a little auction, which would shine with three or four players. With two players, it was kind of like, well, I, you know, do I want to spend more money to get that one when that one's just as equal? But so... Yeah. Um, you, you get your storefront, you put your new storefront out. And then, which is my favorite part of the game, there's this uh, market, there's these market cards. You have these market cards. And that's basically how you are um, supplying and creating the demand for the goods. So I like that you either play, play face, up, face, face down. up or yeah. face down. So face up, you play as a supply and that will put more goods into that market on the board. Or you play some face down as a demand card and that's kind of a surprise for later because you don't really know what people what do want I need? yet. Yeah. Um, as goods are added to the supply, players are essentially vying for these goods to add to their specific stores. Because my storefront, maybe my store on the far left can hold four food and the one on the next to it can hold two electronics and two pink things. You know, So you're <laughs> you're vying for that. And if there's ever competition, you use these bidding dials to secretly bid on the goods, which I like. So you're hiding it, and then all of a sudden you show them, <laughs> right? So and you got to pay either way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Even like, if you lose, you got to pay. You're kind of just you're kind of boned. Yep. Um. So 
you're using these dials to sort of undercut people. If you um, if you're the highest bidder on the sale, you get to buy them, and then if you're the lowest bidder during the demand phase, you can sell them. But are you selling them for you know th- th- that's a fun balance. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the stores that you have out have these kind of cool abilities, which may give you more points or give you money when you do something or activate after a round happens. Or basically, there's this kind of engine building that you can do with with your stores and at the end of each round, you use your money to buy points. And that can be tough. Yeah. Because you need money, but you also need points because that's how you win. Gotta win. Right. Mo- if you just Gotta have a shitload of money at the end of the game, sure, you can buy points. But, but the conversion is a lot the worse. The conver- yeah. conversion sucks and you can only get 10 around. So you have to right. like, all right, do I buy three now or do I try to maybe buy seven next round and keep my money? Yeah. Isn't it like- And then you see someone kind of running away and they could set the game off. So mm. you want to kind of yeah. have that balance. What were you going to say? I was going to say, isn't it, isn't it like better to buy like little bits? Like throughout? A bunch of times than like spend it all at once. Yeah, I think there's you, that like, like sweet the spot in the like middle. Like if you can better. do like the five, six, seven oh, range, okay. that's like, because I don't know how many times you're going to be able to get to 10 because you won't be able to get to 10 every round, but there's a possibility of you getting that. But you don't want to be poor to start the round because you don't right. get money right. until the middle of each round when you're right. selling you need to things. be able to so have stuff to buy if you don't have any money you're not opening a new store and you're not store, getting, and you're not right. getting any of the goods right. so you're you're doomed later so doomed. there's that tug of war which i really like and you play until some some conditions are met right you you get to a certain point or you, or you finish a certain round on a calendar year and that's that's it so rule set is simple yeah Bought this game pretty quickly mm-hmm. sure um but the the crux of the game is that is those two phases is the supply phase where you're getting the you're putting the cubes out on the board and then buying them buying to put in your stores back, yeah. and then the flipping of the cards and see what the demand is and being like oh shit well I have all this food that is fun and then Plus all those the powers of the yeah and stores. all those food everything in your your stores age right so to show like yeah oh the electronics you're not selling you know it's getting dusty yep. right yeah. gotta get rid of them and being able to try to manage that it's a unique experience I don't know if I've played a game. Like I've played economic games before, but usually it's it's you're playing against the game or the board. You know, Ryan took a cube, so that makes this one more, more expensive. expensive. Yeah, this is like you are playing other people in every like single round. Yeah. You are com- directly competing yeah. with these things and looking at it and go, all right, there's three demand. So th- there's three people that need three green cubes, right? So we have three green cubes to sell. The three of us have six total. Right. That's not enough. Shit. Yep. So now we're we're spinning now these we dials. Got, go, yeah, well, we if I sell them. them for $4, I just bought them for two. So if I sell them mm-hmm. for four, I'm only making two bucks. Is it worth me even selling them? And then if you bid, this is where you get screwed. If you bid and you don't get to sell any of them and your price is too high, you're surplus yeah. and you're gone. That's right. where you essentially yeah, lose Yeah, you just lose like, it like, like, oh, no. So now you can't sell them at all. Yeah. yeah. Or do you look and go, maybe... Maybe I'll bid nothing and let you guys sell, and the next round I'll maybe I'll have the only food or whatever. I thought that was just like fun, and it was also hard, it was difficult to think to play those games with other people. So that's like direct instead of look at the board. This is what something costs. If something does that, things move. You're playing against people. Yeah, I love like Ryan just said. I love the buildings. I think you can create some really cool like combos yes. slash because uh, you can get some stores that like you get these cubes. But then you can like turn them into different color that you can yeah. then sell and use for this one. It, I, yeah, yeah, that was or there's really like cool. there's one there's one that's like a freezer, right? So if your food gets to a certain point, you can move it into the freezer and you yeah. can store it for later, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and that was great. There's even stores that oh, if you sell three of a good, you get bonus points. And it's like you need points, so you can get points from spending money, or these buildings will give you mm-hmm. points. So yeah. finding those really cool. There's also a fun time of like when to open and close stores. 
So you're going to play probably eight rounds, somewhere between six and eight rounds, I would think. That's In the rule book, it says this game usually ends in July. Um, <laughs> so that means if you have four buildings out, you start with one, you're kind of going to replace a few. And I think there's some good timing of, you know, if you've built up the supply of electronics, there's a whole bunch of gray cubes out there. Maybe you dump one of your buildings and you buy that gray building. You buy the gray building, the whole little gray ones, and now you're the only one that can take mm-hmm. all the gray ones and sell them. So I liked that a lot. I um, like the competition to get the buildings. I think that's going to shine a lot more with three and four people is that bidding on the buildings that are the best out there. I think that that's going to be even another layer of like direct competition. I love the art. I don't know if you guys like checked out the art at all. I just thought it was like... I feel like we didn't. It I was feel like, like we didn't notice it that so much. So the cover is like... Yeah. The cover's like white, flat, and then it has this just cool, like whimsical, colorful buildings and the people are all wearing these colorful things. And I felt like I was just looking at the cards and I was like, Ooh, what's going on back here? Like, <laughs> this store has yeah. like a little cat in the corner. And yeah. it's, like, it's every card is uniquely different, which I really That is really cool. Like. I didn't notice that. That's cool. That yeah. They're all different. I would say a couple downsides. I think it shines with three or four. I don't think it's the best with two. I would love to see something to to help the game move along with two a little bit in terms of like maybe an event card that would simulate an extra player or a refresh of building cards. Devin and I, we started just refreshing every, like we would refresh two every round because if we didn't like the buildings to start with, they're going to be there the next round. So we're not going to like them again, probably for sure. So we started to like, all right, let's move these two and then slide them down, fill up, move those two slides. So we kind of did our own refresh. So I'd like to see something like that. That would be kind of cool. Um, but overall, I think it's it was good. It was. I asked Devin, I'm like, what'd you think? She was like, this was hard. She's like, I've never played a game like this. I've never had to think about think like this sort of direct yeah, competition. Different. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. And I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think it's something that I might try to incorporate somehow into my economics class. Oh, I don't know yeah. how I can make, because hmm. it's like, it's supply and demand. That's exactly right. what the game is. Yeah. Um, you know, when when a supply of something for a store is is low, you got to pay more for it, yeah, right? So, right. like, I like thinking about that and how do I incorporate that in my classroom? Because it's only plays four, so I can't play. I'm not going to get ten copies of it, right? right. Seven copies of it and play it, unless you want to send um, it to us, Notre Dame. Man. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and he was nice enough. He sent one for my classroom, so I'm playing it with them. Oh, for that's sure. Cool. Yeah. But how do I? I almost want to. You could tr- have them like on teams. Yeah, I want to like, try like, like a big, a group right? That, yeah, make it. Or do like we big play scale. it like me versus them? Right? It's like. I don't know. There's, yeah, there's going to be a way to try and... to do it. And I only have like, I have 20 in my, so that's, we're close. Yeah, it's a little, oh. okay. Um, yeah, five on a team. Five, five, five. And then they have yeah. to work together to decide like, should I know, we it could be cool. That'd be awesome. I know. So we're going to, I think, this, I think Natalie sometime. and I have decided that that's yeah, that, what you're going to do. Okay, that's how we'll report back. Yes, sirs. And yeah, so I know you guys played around. Do you have a like random thought? The thing, we don't have a ton of thoughts because we didn't play more than a round. But what I do remember thinking was i agreed with you it seemed from you know the rules and then playing one like i don't think i've ever played anything like this yeah, yeah. totally like kind of cool i agree with that you know i liked it it was cool i good thought it was, i thought it was so I mean, far I, I thought it was good. i don't have really anything to say because i don't feel like we actually played it yeah i hated the fucking yeah. thing we stopped <laughs> at the first play because i was like this is stupid one turn you're like dumb no. game we'll no. let you know <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll let you know when we, if we get it played yeah so that's brick and mortar i would look at it smaller publisher first i think this is the first game published so octuple giraffe or something um yeah yeah the octuple giraffe <laughs> and yeah, I would, I would, I would check it out if you like those type of economic games. Very cool, very cool. So, if you listen to the recent adjacent episode, I spoke a bit about gaming desire, 
and one of the types of games I talked about gravitating towards during my current desire for gaming was blank and write games. They're everywhere these days, as there was really a boom in them a couple years ago. Well, it almost seems as though there's like this second wave, right? And this wave seems to be focusing more on complexity with our blank and rights. We got Hadrian's Wall that just came out, Dinosaur Island, Dinosaur Island, <laughs> and right. And now this game from Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback, designers of Fleet, Fleet the Dice Game, Wasteland Express, Delivery Service, Pete Mott, etc., called Three Sisters. Three Sisters is a roll and write game about a close-knit convent of nuns who argue with each other about who loves the Lord the most. Spoiler alert, it's the first sister. Okay, so this game is really about the three sisters of crops. Beans, 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 corn, and pumpkins or squash, mm. and how they work together. In this game, players are rolling dice to take actions to cross off boxes on their player sheets to score points. It's standard fare, but the way you take the actions is a little bit different. In this game, at the beginning of each uh, of the eight rounds, you roll dice and place them in number order around a rondelle. On your turn, you take a die and a certain action, depending on its pip value, and then after that, you also take the action, or you can do it before that, of the space the die you just took was on, on that rondelle. When you take these actions, you're crossing off boxes on your player sheets. Uh, these are like growing crops of corn, beans, pumpkins, flowers, fruit, building shed equipment uh, that give you special powers. After each player takes their actions, there is an event, which again is really just another action to take that lets you cross off more stuff. Um, so things I liked about this game, the game feels a bit like a lesser Hadrian's wall where you can get into this quite lengthy action chain that feels really cool and satisfying as you use one thing to cross off all these other things to get more stuff. And it's just really cool. Hadrian's wall is one of my favorite games I've played in, the, in such a long time. So this is a, a welcoming feeling for me. The difference is that this game takes less than a quarter of the time as Hadrian's wall, and it's not quite as complex or cerebral. But it still gives you the feel like it's in that world, which is really cool for someone who wants that Hadrian's Wall feeling in a fraction of the time. Um, the only thing I would say about this game that I didn't like is uh, like, so in this game versus Hadrian's Wall, when you have a game that lets you action chain over and over again, in Hadrian's Wall it works because you have physical components that represent what you can do. In Three Sisters, you have to keep track of it all in your head. And there's not as much to keep track of, for sure. But I did get that feeling a lot of the time where I was kind of like, shit, did I remember everything? And there was even moments I went backward and I was like, oh, I, I didn't get everything in this prior turn, which I can see right here on my board. So let me just go over, fix that and take it. That's a nitpick. Overall, I thought the game was awesome. I really liked it. It's the perfect kind of blank and right game I'm looking for. I liked it better personally than their, than uh, Matt and Ben's other roll and write game, Fleet the Dice game, and I think that this will hit the table more often. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think? We go in... Um, Nangi? Clockwise. Yeah, we go clockwise. Uh, I don't really have a ton to say. I okay. pretty much agree. <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> I pretty much agree with you. I really, really liked it. Oh, yeah? I would like have played... If we weren't recording, I would have just been like, let's play right now. Let's rack it again. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I would, that seems like a game like I would just want to play like over and over again. Um, wow. Well, because one, I mean, doing the combinations is always super fun. It is. I oh, love that it is. It's like a perfect. Never want to be combinations. Oh my god, more <laughs> that's embarrassing. What? What? Um, what, what, what? What? I wrote perfect weight, but I spelled it W A I T. So what happens when I'm half listening to you? Hey, half whatever. Even like hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, it's a perfect weight. I feel like you know, it's it's. You know, you got to think, but it's, it's got, I don't know. It's a perfect weight. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right. You got to think um, about it. Natalie And I James. think that, I think that there was like, 
you know, it feels like it's over so quickly. Like I didn't get to do enough, which yeah. makes me want to play it again. Yeah. Cause then you can try all these other different things that you didn't get to try. Yeah. To Cause like for. Hadrian's wall, you can't do it all. Right. You got to kind of pick what you're going to do this game. Yeah. So, um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and, and I agree, I guess the only bad thing I would say is keeping track of the stuff in your head. But even that wasn't so bad. It was, right. I mean, I did have, there was a point where like at one point I was like, I'm going to, I need to write these down so I don't forget how many I have like waiting for me. There was one thing I saw Jeff do and I was like, why aren't I doing this? So there's this one spot when you're taking goods. When you're, So there's a track, there's a goods track in this game and a lot of different things in the game allow you to take goods, which is just crossing off things in this a box yeah. in this goods track. Well, every sixth box on the goods track or fifth box, every fifth, fifth box yeah. is a star and a star lets you cross off a box Anywhere on the entire sheet, not the garden. Anywhere else. And there's a lot of moments where you're crossing off goods, you cross off a star, but you're still crossing off more goods, and then you still have to take something else. And I, there's times where I'm like, crap, did I remember to take that? I saw Jeff circle the star when he took it. We're talking about him like he's not here. You you, you circled okay. the star, and so I'm guessing then when you took it, you crossed, crossed it, you crossed it, it off. Oh, so, yeah. I knew I had I, it. so I'm going to do that, I think, going forward. Round, right. I'm trying yeah, because there's like a bunch of stuff you got to finish, and you're like, shit, I don't want to forget pick that. Right then what you're going to do with that star, because you want to see what you do with everything else, and then see what's the best star to cross. Right, off. and so yeah. if you don't circle it, you're still, you, you've still crossed it off. So I can yeah. see being like, did I oh did I take that? Yeah. Right. But if or you circle I, it, and I then, literally yeah. cross it off with like an X. So I guess you could also like color it in when you. I, like so actually, that's yeah, what I did. I colored it in every time. But yeah. Anyway, oh, okay. so that that's all that. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry. But it's going. not that bad. But that is like a. Th- if there was like a negative, like you gotta like kind of remember or figure out a way to remember instead of like Hadrian's Wall where you just have the stuff. You have the stuff to remember. You know, and you don't even have to even think about remembering because it's just right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I really liked it a lot. I want to play it again today. Oh, all right. We'll we'll play it after the show. We'll be right back. (laughs) I I really liked it too. I think it's probably... I I haven't played Rar and Wright yet. Um, (laughs) Rar! But it's my favorite of the roll and rights that I've played in a while. Um, I liked this better than Hadrian's Wall because of the time. Mm-hmm. And because this game has some player interaction, this they is... have the rondelle on there, which forces oh, me don't to take my wait oh, right, to yeah. see what Ryan and Natalie chooses, or um, make a decision because now if I take this one, everyone's going to get that other yeah. action, which I really liked. So that's a little bit of player interaction instead of Hadrian's Wall, where the player interaction is you might pay someone on the left or right. Yeah, that's, that's kind true. of it. So this, I, and I like that rondelle. It's, there's d- different options every single round of what you're going to be able mm-hmm. to do. And I thought that elevated this from basic roll and write to to that medium. Yeah, it's more medium. The medium roll and write. Yeah, world. yeah that's true. Right. And, and what's what's the what's the roll and write we played? Rolling realms. That I felt like there was no um, flexibility. Flexibility. Hmm. That we just was it played. Demeter. We just played was it. I felt like we just cartographers. You've played no. a lot. We didn't play cartographers. We just railroad we just talked Inc. about railroad Inc. Yes. Phew. Unlike railroad Inc., this one. did have ways to put get some flexibility in there too with with your dice pips and and stuff yeah. like that too. That rondelle I think was my like other than I, I like it gave me all the the combo feelings that I wanted to and everybody's right here that said like it's hard to keep track. I wish that I I I have to create a system on my paper. Yeah. To figure out what I did and didn't do. Yeah. Which, if the game told me what to do, that would be more helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you get to a spot, 
outline it and then yeah. color it in when you take the yeah. or something. <clears throat> Tell me what to do because I'm not cool. I'm not creative enough to figure that out. Yeah. So now I have to create the system of how to spend my resources in what order, but that's mm-hmm. fine. But I liked that gave me the combo feeling that I want, you know, where yeah. it's like this lets me do this, 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 and it's not. And then at, it does end. Right. There is an end to it where I felt like a lot of times Hadrian Wall, I just kept going and going and going mm-hmm. and that everybody's looking at me like, oh, shit, finish your turn or, you know, are you doing that right? I felt like yeah. I could see you guys doing things sometimes that we were actually like at the table together. Yeah. Um, the rondelle was my favorite part, like I was saying, because you get the dice action and the space action and then you get another dice and space action and then you also get an event. Which, Which is, is like another good. edge. Yeah. Yeah. I know you said there's a, a yeah, the weather expansion. Yeah, there's an expansion that then might give you good and bad stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that yeah. This is this is a top, I think, roll and write for me in the last, you know, mm-hmm. not comparing it to quicks, right? I can't compare it to quicks. But in terms of this middleweight roll and write, this is one of my, my favorites. And again, if we're shouting out publishers, <laughs> Chad and 25th Century Games is like, they're releasing a lot of games. And they're they're falling right into that, like, light medium zone yeah. of like yeah. family-ish gamer yeah. like getting like in common is similar to yeah. this and, and they have that ro- on the rocks on the rocks too. yeah yeah not not on the rocks too but just one <laughs> but they well, might be like, on the rocks too. if you remember they, they did cloud city that we played yeah um, before that, For sure. they that was a light one. parts yep. that's like an easier family game that's but, the one i was trying to think of Jurassic um, parts. yeah they're 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 getting some games so. well i i think they're they're out there no, yes. like you, yeah. you take notice when you hear twenty percent. Yeah, I think now. in the last two years or so, they've grown substantially. So I'm happy to see them, them doing that. And <laughs> yeah, that's we met, we got to meet Chad at Gen Geneve Con. Geneve Con. Yeah, who's an awesome guy. So, um, yeah, I think Three Sisters is a winner for me. I agree. I like Three yeah. Sisters a lot. Very, very cool game. I'd like to talk to you all for a moment about the Gateway Board Gaming Network, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com and the Gateway Network on Instagram. The sole purpose of the network is to help new or up-and-coming content creators grow by shouting each other out. If you go to the Gateway Network website, you will find other amazing content creators who are trying to grow as well. They are all amazing people who produce fantastic content. It's very exciting, due also in large part to the merch store there. Yes, we've got a merch store, which you can find at www.thegatewaynetwork.com forward slash store. There you can find so many amazing items from a large portion of our members. Whatever kind of content you're looking for, the Gateway will have it. If you're a newer board game content creator and you're looking for a way to grow your content, please consider heading over to thegatewaynetwork.com to learn more. If you're looking to support the show, maybe consider flushing your money down the Gamecaster's toilet by way of our Patreon page. There are four different tiers which will get you access to behind-the-scenes content, exclusive content, or content ahead of time. You will also get swag that nobody else has access to and just the opportunity to help out and support a podcast which you sometimes listen to. We have amazing patrons. Thank you so much for your support, guys. If you'd like to donate to help us pay for things like hosting fees and that blank, that just had his eye on please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the gamecasters to help out the gamecasters twitch account has relaunched and we're live every tuesday thursday sunday night streaming board game and video game content and having a blast talking to all of you if you just simply can't get enough gamecasters in your day please consider heading on over to twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters and give us a follow and maybe a sub i have the best time streaming for everyone and it's just a super fun place to unwind after a long day and watch someone who is trash at games play games come hang out and engage with me in a way you never thought you had to before but i'm sorry you do twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters 
Possibly the best way to interact with all of us, though, is via our Discord server. If you go to the Gamecasters Instagram page, you can check out our link tree in our bio to get access to our server. It's a great way to engage with all three of us on a daily basis, as well as meet a bunch of like-minded, awesome people. So check out our Discord server. It is now that time of the show where we get to lean on you guys for content. Thank the Lord in this episode's Instagram Inbox. And now it's time for the Instagram Inbox with the Mad Board Gamer. I'm back. Well, I was here last episode. <laughs> yeah, you were here. So. Well, we're, I guess we're all back. Yeah, we get we're back, back for episode eighty-five. We took a break. I'm back. Yeah, here we are. All right. Before I do the inbox, I want to quick mention a game on Kickstarter right now called Ahau. 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 A H A U. A H A U. I knew it. A H A U. Ahau. Yeah. Colon rulers of the Yucatan. Ooh, which is a peninsula. Which is our friend Niv's favorite peninsula. Top peninsula. But if you're interested, check it out. It's kind of a cool game. It's already funded. Um. I had a post about it on my Instagram a week ago or so. Uh, they were cool enough to send me, like, I had a pre-production copy. And if you remember, Natalie, we opened it live on whatever the thing's called. Yeah, Instagram Live. Twitch. Oh. Twitch no, Live. Live with it? you, did I? Yeah. I thought we did it. For some reason, we did one on Instagram. You did an Instagram Live one. No, we did it on Twitch. You're right. Yeah, we it was, was Twitch. Live. Yeah, it was Twitch. Twitch. I'm not sure, Natalie. I don't you weren't. You were not part of the Gamecasters I feel like yet. I was not yeah, home you or out. something. <laughs> you weren't part of the show at this time. Maybe I was you, out. You were at it. Having a life. Oh. <laughs> okay. What? We'll be right back. The hell? <laughs> Ow! <laughs> now that it's you, Ryan, and I on the game, yeah. guys, or we have quit, and it's now what just Natalie. What the fuck was this aggression about? That, that was, was something. Having a life. So what are you doing oh, right now? Did you just fun. hit your tooth? You deserved it. That's karma. You hit That's on the karma. microphone. <laughs> That's called karma. Amplify that. If we can amplify that, where she gets the face again. It was like on the <laughs> plastic part. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a Instant karma. All right. So I went back to one of my favorite Instagram inboxes, and I think one of all of our favorite Instagram inbox. Hell yeah. A long yeah, time ago. We Ryan posted something on Board, Board Game, Game Geek, Geek, you know, years and years ago, and he used to go on that website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when I had that a was life. Like, replace a letter in a board game and haha, make it funny. So I've done the same thing a couple times. Replace remove swap letters in board games don't make it too rule heavy on the things just yeah just and do make it, it do something, something really funny a new name for the game by doing that and this is the third or fourth time i think we've done i this think one. yeah at least the third time and or i was hesitant because i was like there's no way <laughs> yeah like we're not gonna get new ones are them we? all okay terraforming mark we know that's funny huh? <laughs> it is okay. funny. and i'm like okay i got 50 new ones it's incredible all how right. many like you guys are. Is so there a funny. chance we forgot some of them? And oh, they're, yes. uh, yeah. They're well, repeated. Yeah, there might be some repeats. <laughs> like so Nestor gave me a couple. So, <laughs> all right. Yes. Um, yes, sir. Oh, one of Nestor, our... the current, current gamer of the week on the Woo-hoo! Instagram on the Instagram on the Gamecasters Discord server. Go over there and ask him some questions this which week. Which is just the hot. Which is hot. It is hot. Man. Can't even keep up with Hop it. in. So blood rage is turned into bloody rag. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And that's how we'll kick it off. That's one great. of the classic ones that Nestor also said, underwater titties, of course. <laughs> or a new one, you know, the legacy game of my titty. <laughs> okay. It's my titty, Natalie. Um, Plurpy turned inish into anus. Because <laughs> it's I-N-I-S. Yeah. So you've turned it A-N-U. These are all from Plurpy. I'm just going to go through a few of them. Okay. On Lars. <laughs> I've seen that porn. Yeah. Lesboa. Yeah. Nemo's Wad. 
It's not Nemo's War. Oh. Gizmos. <laughs> this is not lost titties. A lot of titties in yeah, the first couple. Gizmo. Pope line. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one's got funny. Instead of wavelength, you have Dave length. <laughs> Dave's very tall. What is the length? Dave, of Dave? is very tall. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> He's big. Oh man. Prune wars. Okay. <laughs> Beef encounter. Is <laughs> that a Reef encounter? Is that a Reef encounter? Uh, <laughs> deep sex adventure. Oh, deep okay. Deep sea adventure. Nice. Uh, Blue Poon City. <laughs> Blue Moon City. <laughs> Cash and Nuns. <laughs> Those go together. Yep. Yeah. Uh, kitchen Rush turns into Kitchen Bush. Ooh. Yep. Love Ladder. <laughs> Instead of World's Fair, you have World's Hair 1893. <laughs> World's Hair. That's really good. This is a good one. Uh, instead of When I Dream, you have When I Cream. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hog of Love, ooh, the Beavers of Midgard. Oh my gosh! And tits and wagers. Those are all. From, <laughs> those, were... those are all from Blurby. Okay, like those oh three just, yeah. are very genitalia. This, this reminds yep. me. There's that. Um, I can't remember what his actual name is, but somebody joined the, the Discord oh. recently, and he was like, "I just started listening to you guys, and I knew I liked you." And my mother-in-law oh, was over playing with my kids, and I had you, you know, playing. On, on the, like, speaker. the speaker, and he's like the word jizz came up, and he's like, "I had to run over as fast as I can to yeah, turn, turn it, it off." Down. He's like, "Oh, I knew you guys were for me." Yeah. That's great. This yeah. reminds me of this. I'm like, yep. "I hope no mother-in-laws are well, open." Oh, no mother-in-laws! I just want God, mother-in-laws. I hope no mother-in-laws are here. Wait, mother-in-laws beware! My father-in-laws are It's fine. Oh, who's my actual mom's here? But my mother-in-law, get her the fuck away from this show! My mother-in-law's here. I hope there's no. Mother-in-law. <laughs> if you're a mother-in-law, turn this off immediately. Immediately. Are you someone's mother-in-law? Do not turn listen to the this fucking show's not game. Mother-in-law. Look at our downloads get cut in half. Well, mother-in-law, I can't listen to your show. Are... <laughs> mother-in-law. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my face hurts. That's funny as hell. Right, Swoozle. Swoozle's got Pooper Island. Okay. <laughs> queef Encounter. Oh! oh wait, man. we had Beef Encounter and yeah, queef, queef Encounter. Encounter. Re- yeah. Real quick. Reef Encounter is an old game. Yeah, it's an That's old game. That's old from I think Richard Brees, I think, yeah. made, made Reef Encounter back like way back when. We've had two different yep. people mention it as Queef and Beef Encounter. <laughs> <laughs> you may just walking along. Dum da dum da dum. Oh, oh my god. Boy, queef. I encountered that queef. Watch <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, this is a game we talked about today. Three fisters. <laughs> <laughs> we got Sharts of Infinity. Barely knew him. We got <laughs> we got Groomhaven, Jaws of the Loin. Groomhaven, <laughs> Jaws of the Wangspin. Loin. Beavers of Midgard, what? another one. Beavers of Midgard. <laughs> uh, curds, curds against humani- uh, humanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's curds. topical. Yeah, curds against humanity. Um, Hadrian's Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to his mall. Oh my god! This okay, I don't know if this is fun for anybody because it's literally just me and like we're just laughing yeah, at everything. I know. There's no. 
Oh my god. Beyond the bun. <laughs> Joe and Swoozle came up with this one. Boo Blake. <laughs> Rod rising. <laughs> well, what is that? It's Rod. He's rising. He's rising. He's rising. Oh, look at that. My Rod is rising. His rod is rising. Yeah. Oh, we got the Isle of Fats. <laughs> oh, just put us all onto an island. Uh, not tumbling dice, but mum- mumbling dice. What's in your mouth? Dice. I think we've had this one before. Dick Hospital. Oh, yeah. That sounds familiar. Remember the game? Long shot? How about yeah. Dong Shot? <laughs> and they have a new rolling right out called Dong Shot the Dick Game. <laughs> instead of the dice game. Oh this is Swoozle? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, he just kept messaging me. He's like, I can't stop. He has a problem. Um, <laughs> he has Lords of Water Derp. <laughs> Lords of Water Derp? Yeah. Derp. This bar Water of derp. mine. Farttographers. <laughs> Oh man, you're right, dude. These are just they're as just good. so funny. Okay, Dan has a couple. Oh, uh, this, is gonna up. this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Oh yes, instead of Arkham Horror, Parkham Horror, the car game. <laughs> <laughs> Parkham. Yeah. Oh no. Parkham. <laughs> it's just that episode of Seinfeld where George has to park all the cars across yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> Parkham Horror. He gave me one. Um, this is Martin Wallace's masterpiece. Masterpiece, crass. Where you just make rude comments about people. Like, I'd like to rail her. <laughs> Instead uh, of brass, Natalie. I know. A couple, a couple more swoozles. We got Porn Royal. Instead of Port Royal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. I feel like you won't laugh until I tell you the yeah. actual yeah. name. Uh, not Loopin' Loopy. Loopin' Louie, but Poopin' Louie. <laughs> and this one, you guys will like. Super Mega Fucky Box. <laughs> that's, well, that's what it is. One. That's what it should be called. Yep. All right, got a few more. Better half reviews... Mm. Load me up again as All usual. Right. Uh, Everhell <laughs> came up with uh, Broomhaven. Oh, of broom, yeah. okay. Uh, cow or never. <laughs> cow or never. <laughs> <an> or never. <laughs> Middle class Joe, who is new to our inbox and to the oh, yeah. Discord, yes, right? Absolutely. Uh, not power grid, but power grip. She's really uh, strong. Ooh, it just grabs. Just like a really, really yeah. strong hand job. Gateway Gamers Pod. Okay. Yeah, for sure. We know them. <laughs> Came up with Bummer Camp instead of Summer Camp. <laughs> oh, that's one and the same. Oh, that's bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. What a bummer Camp. Yeah. Can't wait to go to Bummer Camp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> filled with mother in laws who can't yeah. listen to the Gamecasters. <laughs> More better half reviews. Fiber Talia, part of your balance breakfast. <laughs> also came up with Merchants of the Dark Toad. <laughs> uh, Plurpy messaged me and said I'll send you a bunch Natalie from the Gamecasters instead oh. of the loop came up with the poop <laughs> hey, hey there's that highbrow yeah. content I was talking yep. about at the beginning Joe again had oh Joe had Joe had Boo Blake and Poon Lake okay if you want to go Poon Lake <laughs> yeah like Poon Lake <laughs> the Lake of Poon mmm <laughs> delicious um, Sean I like to drink from that lake <laughs> yeah Sean oh. <laughs> I'm not sure I would. <laughs> okay, I'd like to bathe in that lake. <laughs> mm, I'm parched. <laughs> Let me go on the poon lake and get a drink of water. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's what you're drinking. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sean James Murphy, the Sean James Murphy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Welcome to the inbox. Hey, man. Phalluses of Carrara. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's that's so perfect. perfect. That's perfect. Uh, the McMeeples have six nymph. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Sam, Miss French Toast, turns Blockus into Blow Us. <laughs> like it's some group activity. <laughs> blow Us. All Sorry, blow Natalie. All. You know what you're going to have to do after the show yeah. today? Yep. Blow Us. <laughs> blow Us. Sorry, you lost that uh, game with three uh, sisters. Yeah. You got to blow us. Uh, you're last. You got to blow us. <laughs> 
Damn, what if I lost? Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> great. <laughs> right in Poon Lake. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I need to take I know, it man. Here. This is tough. Uh, Mish- Mishana Board Gamery. Okay. Who Mish- lives in Michigan over on the west side of the oh, state. Oh, cool. Hey, underwater Hello. cities equals underwater biddies, titties, or kitties. <laughs> any, any of those. Any of those. Board, board to play says air, land, and pee. <laughs> that came up. <laughs> <laughs> that came up a couple times. Um, all right, what do I got here? Jim Gamer has. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Night of the Ginger. Night of the Ginger. Night of the Ginger. Did he write it Ginger? No, he wrote Ginger. Oh, man. Um, Night of the Ginger. <laughs> How many freckles does yours card have? <laughs> <laughs> yours card. <laughs> oh, man. Jim Gamer also had Captain Bonar. <laughs> That's funny. Like Bonar. Uh, um, <laughs> Night of the Ginger. Okay, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna struggle through oh, pronouncing this. You know the game, um, Ingenious. Yeah, Ingenious. Okay, instead of Ingenious, it's Mingenious. Oh, oh yeah. That was that was Board Game Review UK. Clearly okay, listener, nice one. yes, Mingenious. Absolutely. This won't be the last Minge reference, I believe. Finally. Oh. Um, Waited for the Swoozle just said he's gonna bomb my inbox, which he did. Um, dog powered vehicle and somebody else didn't want to leave out Mark and had terraforming Mark arse expedition. Instead <laughs> of Aries Expedition, <laughs> uh, Mr. Measles has Fartographers. Nice. A hidden movement game of mapping out who did the silent but deadly. <laughs> okay, I like and then the, the cold mind cold management, cold. an explosive new game. <laughs> mind, oh, yeah. mind with yeah. an e. And then Measles has one more. Terraforming Mans. He says it's it's sort of like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy in board game form. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just trimming uh, the bush of the man to your right. <laughs> oh, man. Terraforming him. Um, Measles has a few more. Measles went a little crazy this week. All right. Everdill. The sequence of, it, it's the sequel to Scoville that focuses on making pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Everdill. <laughs> he also has Twilight Snuggle. <laughs> which... <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes sense. Well, yeah, he said he gave it a he gave it like the name, a dungeon crawler about putting a toddler to bed. Twilight snuggle. <laughs> that, okay, that's the winner that's for me. One. That's the best. You should like twi- like every time you put Jack to bed now, be like time for Twilight, Twilight snuggle. Twilight snuggle. Twilight snuggle. Twilight snuggle. Twilight snuggle. Who, wait, Twilight who, snuggle. who who did that this was one? Measles has a few more. He has stab oh. wars rebellion. <laughs> She says it comes with nerf swords and you have to earn points by stabbing people. This is my favorite thing we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) He also came up with Massive Dankness, which is just about making memes on the dark web. (laughs) Massive Darkness. (laughs) Twilight Snuggle. Uh, I know. uh, Wing Spat. Birds duke it out in a slap fight. (laughs) (laughs) Their wings. Is still measles? Yeah, man, right, he's crushing it. Homemade soda also lives in Michigan. <laughs> oh, I thought that um, was one. <laughs> instead of bloody in, it's just bloody minge. Oh, oh. fucking hell! Ew. I'd rather go to Poon Lake. <laughs> Poon Lake. Yeah, here's Joe's Boob Lake one. This was uh, the the Parkham Horror Card Game. Uh, Dan Dan said you could be a funny. valet as Cthulhu and the King of Yellow get more. Go to a fancy resort and you could park the cars. <laughs> Parkour. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh man, that's it. That's what I got. That was the funniest was fucking funny. shit in the world. <laughs> that was good. Oh my god! I think that it's over, and then it just keeps happening, and then I keep getting yeah, great like it's responses. never going to get better than that, and then it's better than that. Yeah, and there we'll was a lot more. of really funny. Ones. That yeah. was the fucking funniest shit in the world. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Oh, we gotta go take a trip we'll, to Natalie's we'll Nook right to come back yeah. from that. Natalie's Nook's gonna be way uh, more chill. <laughs> oh my Probably gosh, that was nuts. 
Why don't you step doom, inside? Doom, Come on, it's doom, warm doom, in there. Doom, you think you found doom, some grass, doom, but nope, it's pubic doom, hair. Doom, you wonder why doom, there's doom, so doom, much doom, underwear. Doom, you stepped doom, inside of Natalie's nook. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hi. How are you? <laughs> this is Natalie's nook. Welcome. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that is culture kind of like culture of board games or culture of at the game table like more like the culture of board game people really <laughs> is what i'm trying to get across like i'm from uh, originally from no, ireland not oh. like that <laughs> oh, i get it <laughs> like the community of board gamers culture oh um so there's I like see. a couple of different i mean you could you could take this a lot of different ways so feel free to talk about whatever you want I that yeah, fits in this topic but first there's like a couple of different things i want to touch on one um I want to talk about like the different kind of culture types like at the game table, like while you're playing games. Okay. Right. So, and tell me if you have any more than this. So there's some type of people when you're playing games who are really like serious about the game. Like this is serious, you know, pay attention to the rules, focus, like, you know, this is a serious thing. Some people are like, I don't, I'm here more to be social. You know, yeah. like I want to play a game where like I basically like chit chat during the whole thing and it's not like I'm not just here to play. The yeah, game. I'm here to I, hang out and, and play games instead of thing. I'm here to play games and hang out. Um, And then there's kind sure. of like a mix of of serious and social gamers. Um, And then I also think that like the culture type at the game table could depend on the game you're playing or the group you're playing with. And um, I was wondering what you guys think you are so this topic is about how what it's about culture and the fact that well there's two kind of like two parts so this is part one okay part one is you want to know what we're like yeah and also if if you have any other like observations observations about the culture like at the game table okay i'm not funny i'm short i'm a teacher (laughs) oh my god that's who i am that's just culture next question <laughs> yeah um yeah i talked about this a little bit i guess i kind of teased it maybe on the adjacent episode so the um culture that you're talking about where people are like super serious that kind of kind of heads into i guess it doesn't necessarily talk about board game elitism like i wanted to talk about but it sort of kind of toes the line so when i first started into gaming <clears throat> i was definitely more that culture you're talking about of this was like a. I wanted this to be like a serious thing that happened. I mean, I loved hanging out and that was great, mm-hmm. but I, I felt more like I was treating it in my own head as if this is a very. I take this very seriously. You know, I remember thinking like there were times where if someone wasn't enjoying the game, I would never in my brain be like, well, maybe we should stop because they're not having fun. I was like, well, we'll play the game out and then we can do something else. You know what I mean? Where now I've completely shifted to where if someone's not having fun, fuck it. We'll, we'll put this away and place. I, I, I put more onus on everyone at the table's fun mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, this is for me to have fun. And then if so everyone you're not else necessarily is like social gamer or a serious gamer, you're more like, like, this is a hobby to have fun and I want to make sure... Like I want everybody to have time, a good time. Whether it's a heavy game or yeah, a party If everyone's having a good time being really invested in the game, then I'm cool with that and I'll get it. I'll get as invested as you. Mm-hmm. But if, if the tone... I guess it's a read the room situation for me, but yeah. if the tone of the of the night or the game is everyone's more just like, I want to hang out and kind of do stuff that way, yeah. then I'll, I'll, I want to do that too. And I want everybody to have as much fun as, as they can possibly have. Because that's what it's all about now for me. So you just like is, play off of... The- the other people 
Yeah, I think for me, it's it's more. I want me and everyone. It's kind of like a host mentality, I guess. I kind of have like oh, a host yeah. mentality. You do. It's I have more. Host, yeah, totally I have fun do. when when you're having fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not having fun, I'm not having fun. You know, where I think there are some people who don't give a shit about if you're having fun or not because they're having fun. Like if you're playing a, like a three hour economic game and you just got roped into it just because I really want to play this, that sucks for yeah. you. You know, yeah, it, can, yeah. it can suck. And I've been in those situations before. Um, on both ends, you know, and so I think it's a lot of it is the culture shifts as as you get more experience in the hobby. Personally, that's how I feel. Yeah, <clears throat> that's where I'm at right now. Is I'm I'm at the more of like, and I mean it goes hand in hand with how I'm feeling about games lately. But I'm at the stage right now where I don't care as much about being serious about what's happening. Mm-hmm. I care more about <clears throat> the tone of the group at the table. Yeah, so that's where that's where I'm at. Would you like me to you, Jeff? I'm Irish as well. <laughs> You're Irish? Um, I said that earlier because of culture thing. Yeah, I'm Irish as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Me too. Look oh at us. Gosh. Look at us Irish I am peoples. 17% Irish. Oh, I'm like According to Ancestry DNA. Or something. Damn, I don't know my percentages. Um, <clears throat> we'll be right back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think I will go back and forth about things. So I have game nights on Monday. Um, and I would say that's like, that's like probably 50-50. It's 50-50 of, you know hanging out with friends and laughing and having fun, yeah. but also like we want to play fun games. Mm-hmm. We want to play mm-hmm. games. Yeah. We're not spending three hours playing, you know, Gone Shown Clever. We're not right. doing right. that. Right. Right. We're playing we met at the end of the night, but we're we're each rotating picking like a game a, that we want to play. Game. So that is that's the night. It's called game night. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and then the other fifty percent is is the the laughing, the joking, the singing the you know ryan knows this for some reason like you just start talking quietly for some reason everyone's like whispering and you're like what that why are we fucking whispering no one's home so like (laughs) it's just that that type of fun is the other half right but there if with that group who we play games all the time together Mm -hmm. we want to play games so bring a game to the table to play that game (laughs) and then enjoy each other but then i have also where you know devin and i will play a game and that's probably more I want to just like be around her more. So that's probably like 75, 25. So yeah. I don't care if she picks Codenames Duet or she picks, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Taylor Walken yeah, right. time or on Mars <laughs> or something where I'm like, okay, I would love to play the game. But I also get that outlet on Mondays. I get the game on Mondays. And then when I get to play a game with Devin, it feels more of like date, let's talk, let's watch Rest of Development, let's laugh, yeah. whatever. So I go back and forth with that a lot. I, I would be, I don't know where I would be without one or the other. If that makes sense? Yeah. If, if yeah, I, you kind of need them both. Yeah. If I was yeah, alone, would I balance. just want to like play really, really heavy games and then like party games when I'm with people? Or if I didn't have a game night, would I just crave the heavy games all the time? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky where I, I have them both because Natalie is just as much of a gamer as I am. Yeah. So I, I can get that outlet for like, if we both just want to sit down and play Lisboa. We will. And we'll just get really into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also there's a ton of nights where it's like, let's just, like you said, let's just play Codenames Duet and just kind of right. like fuck all night, well, you know, it's instead. Sure. Cause like when, when we play <laughs> just the two of us, just to me, I wouldn't call it, se- we're not like serious necessarily, but it's literally about the game. Like we're not like sitting down to like socialize with each other. We're not sitting down necessarily to just be like, True. to get cozy. We're like, <laughs> we're like, I want to play a game. Let's play a game together. What's well, what I mean? We, we have, play we have game. both of you those. Know? kind of thing right. luckily but happened then, to us you know there's a lot of times where you know what we'll, when we when we have people over or we hang out with people and play games we're not 
not like Jeff, where you have like a game night every single week and you're hanging right. and you're playing games with those same people every week. I feel like, you know, it's it's not super often that we like get together with people and play games. And when we do, they're usually like more different yeah. groups. True. You know, you know, it's not like we're getting together with like the same group of people every time. You know, we have like <clears throat> the, all these like just different right, we groups. have Frank and Kyle one weekend, Andrew and Cheyenne the next weekend. Right. Then and it, yeah. And the it, measles and... And, and the measles, Dave, yeah, and it's or like then Jeff and his brothers, or whatever. And then, so like every because like we don't see them as often, you know, every time we're getting together, it does feel like we we uh, we want to like socialize more because we're like catching up at the same yeah. time as having this. Yeah, game my Monday night. group, we already know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Seven days ago. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, and that group, like you said, you are specifically like you're all best friends, brothers, best friends, yeah. and yeah. but but it's a it's an understood thing that we're here to. This is game night. Yeah, it's game night. We're not doing right. anything else. It's not right. like every fourth game night. We instead we watch movies. No, you're right. you're there to play yeah. games. Like, that's what everyone over is for dinner, known and then we'll for. We'll play games after, yeah, and it's, it's not, not super like right. So schedule. that's what yeah. we have with our with other people. It's more like let's hang out, and then games. Since games is our our, our number one hobby, we'll fold games into it. You guys have a game night. Yeah. So yeah. if we but if we if we switch that, I don't know if you have well, if your other topic is about general culture because if i'm looking at things like like gen con you know like maybe five years ago versus what it is now Mm -hmm. that's a different kind of culture so i'm not sure exactly where you're going with this topic but um how about i'll tell you my next part and then if it doesn't touch on that because like anything that related to culture i yeah it's just it's all interesting to me talking about talking about people and like people what makes them tick well like okay (laughs) People's perspectives, penises, how people, how different people <laughs> are, and why they're different, and why, and what that like. I don't know. It, that's yeah, just interesting, interesting to me. For sure. Um, so the other part of my my topic is kind of like, okay, the one thing that I've noticed about gamers that we've met is that everybody is a neckbearded, basement belly. About- <laughs> Ryan, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> we'll sorry. be right back. Go back. Cut that out. <laughs> okay. Yes. One thing you've noticed. Can you keep your mouth shut? Yeah, I'll try. I'll try real hard. Sorry. <laughs> I said one thing I noticed about gamers is is that everybody seems to be very passionate about gaming. You know, if you're in this hobby, like you're in it, you're like passionate about games. You're kind of right. typically like half shut in, up. half out, or like I'll dabble in some games. Like everybody's like in it. Yeah. And yeah. um Ish. And because of your adjacent episode mm-hmm. um, topic, we got a lot of people in the Discord um, sharing their own personal journeys and so stories. Great. And it was so awesome. You should totally join the Discord and read that because it's like really interesting and really cool um, hearing, you know, the, the everybody's different thoughts and stories about their gaming experiences but one of the and i even wrote this in mind but one of the most interesting observations that i had is that like it's not just like a hobby and you're playing games it's like so much more than that like everybody like in ryan's adjacent episode you know he has this whole journey of like ups and downs and different things in his personal life that caused that and ha- and how it made him feel about games or just his life in general you know and, and then people would tell us about all these different things that gaming and this hobby does for them like some people like use it as an escape you know like let's say they have like a really stressful job and then they play games because it's just like a fun escape 
to like forget about all that or maybe some people use it as like a coping mechanism mm. you know or some people use it as like i think it was like um somebody said something about having like adhd you know and it kind of it it helps them with that in certain <clears throat> ways or yeah. it's a way to like learn about yourself you know because like you're in <laughs> sometimes when you're playing games you're put in situations that you aren't when you're doing other things and you kind of like learn some things about yourself like mentally or emotionally or whatever it is um some people it's like an identity for them yeah being a gamer um and and another big thing i think is it's a way for a lot of people to be social when that doesn't come easy for them you know what i mean like you do it when you're playing games you don't and we've talked about this before but you don't have to necessarily have something to say to be social with them because you're playing this game and you're in it together and it kind of bonds you in a way where you don't have to feel awkward as if you were just like standing around chit-chatting or something like that and i thought that was like really interesting and really really cool that it's just so much more than than just like playing games you know it's just like almost like for a lot of us like a way of life like look at every single person that we talk to like they don't just have like a little cupboard of games everybody has a shelfie is a thing because so everybody like has shelves and shelves and shelves of games nerds. because like <laughs> it's like an addiction and an obsession and yeah you know it's just so much more than anyone on the outside would ever realize and i just think that's really cool that is really cool that's a great point too because you're right where most people that are in this hobby are very passionate about it because a lot of people don't know it exists even. It's still I mean it's a lot bigger than it was, yeah. right? It's a lot bigger than it was. But it's still very small. You know, a lot of people will see some games at Target and assume that's that's it. Mm-hmm. That's what there is now. Wow, these games are cool. Mm-hmm. And they are cool. There's like Gloomhaven draws a line you can get at Target and a bunch of other games that right. you can get at Target that we love. But there's so much more. And so the people that are mm-hmm. in the hobby are so passionate about it and love to share it with everybody. Um so is again so if we're talking about culture, um, <clears throat> I would say there was a pretty big shift, maybe in the last, probably in the last maybe decade. I don't know, maybe then where it used to be the the main demographic for a board gamer, I think, was somebody in like their mid fifties. <clears throat> that was like the main demographic. So it was, mm-hmm. it was not a super like known thing to the younger generations, younger crowds who were like only playing video games. I would wager to guess that that has skewed lower as the years have gone on with games becoming more prevalent in places like big box stores like Target. And uh, just with, you know, word of mouth getting out there slowly over time, you know, obviously stuff like that's going to grow. Kickstarters helped that a lot, I'm sure, as well. Board Game Geek, I just saw across 3 million members. Did you see that? that? Yeah. Wow. Not too long ago was they were, it took them like 10 to 15 years to get to 1 million. To get one, yeah. That and was then a like, big thing when they got one. Yeah. And then like two years later, they had 2 million. And like two years after that, now they're at 3 million. <clears throat> so it's grown uh, exponentially in a lot shorter amount of time mm-hmm. since they reached one million. So that if you take that as an indication of where the hobby's at, it's definitely <clears throat> you know more uh, inclusive. And so a lot of the the stigma around the hobby back then was you had a lot of these war gamers who who just were very gatekeepy, and you know they were the known as the you know like we're just like very um, hermit like you know yeah basement dwellers who that was yeah. what the stigma. Uh, of board games was like and i think the culture was 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 very gatekeepy was very like you know middle-aged man uh only playing the game 
okay. Can I just throw something in there real quick? When we were playing, I was one time on stream. I was playing um, Animal Crossing, and one of the I was like designing a vacation home in one of the um, um, villagers. Yeah, one. No, what is it called? I can't think of the word. The people who watch you on stream. No, one of the um, styles. Sisters. I don't know oh. that they wanted the house to be was like a game a game room or a game house and i was like oh that's perfect you know i'm on stream and blah, blah blah and then when you're playing animal crossing and you're designing these houses there's like certain items that like they recommend that you put in this house to like follow this theme and the game one was stuff like it like made it sound like they thought gamers were like slobs you know it's like dirty dishes you know like you know, it just everything was like dirty, like that kind of stuff. I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, because because games, <laughs> yeah, games has a stigma of being childish. Games yeah. has a stigma of being not, you know, somebody who's like well put together and professional do in their lives, right? So I think um, I think it's definitely skewed differently as the years have gone by. Uh, certainly with inclusion, I would think. I mean, it's not perfect, of course. However, I would say the last couple years of Gen Con, we've all kind of taken census and been like. Doesn't it seem like there's a lot of women here? It seems like, yeah. you know, many years ago, it was probably like 80-20. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it seems a lot more even. And I that agree. is amazing. I think that is fantastic. As the hobby grows, it's not just these middle-aged men who are playing uh, Avalon Hill-style war games, and that's the gaming, you know, that's the uh, the main demographic of gaming. Now I think it's it's, it's a lot of more people as are, are finding the hobby, and there's more games than ever that are, you know, for more people. So it's easier to get involved in the hobby than it ever was, which I think is all changing the culture to something that I feel that I can identify with more, because what's more social than board gaming what and, and what i think is i just want to include everybody i want every single person that i meet to love this hobby like i do yeah you know and so i i hope that more people will be like that i think the culture of board games is getting closer and closer to how i want to live my own life yeah. so i'm, I'm happy not only that. i've noticed that too about like the gender um but not only that it just seemed like the last time we went it just seemed so diverse too like i bet you like early on it was just like older white male you know it was, and yeah. now there's like been there's for, like kids yeah. there there's young people there's middle-aged people there's older people there's men there's women like it's just like it's just so diverse it's just it seems like it's including everybody now it's very cool to see what about you Jeff? i'm not 100 percent sure of the question um, yeah it's not really but <laughs> I, I guess With it's just a general said, discussion of culture. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. I, just like a so general... yeah, like you guys said, you know, it used to be it used to be the old man's club um, for a really long time, and that had that had the stigma of like smelly sixty year old men <laughs> talking about a centimeter, right? Um, when you're sitting at a war game and a centimeter is the difference between you know forty more hours of playing this game or yeah. it being done, right? They that that's what that I felt like that used to be when I would go to Michigan early in my gaming journey. They had rooms specifically set up for that, so. I, and then what I also think is cool is now that everybody's everybody's on their own journey in this like playing board games. And I think it's cool that like because it's become more mainstream, everybody someone is starting their journey every single day. Mm-hmm. Someone has picked up Ticket to Ride for the first time right now. Yeah. And to think that like I don't ever really want to play Ticket to Ride ever again. I'm done with that. I'm done with so many other games. But that is that's the world to someone who yeah. picked up. And I also think, like you guys said, that, you know, eighteen year olds are picking that up. People are like now. Now 
us yeah. nerds are growing up getting jobs and introducing it to our kids or my mm-hmm. students. You know That's how many? Point, yeah. I know I can think of seven people off the top of my head that have board game clubs who are teachers who have board game clubs at their school that they teach at. Yeah. So including me, so six plus. Right, me. like that but was not a thing. That wasn't a thing when I was younger. Yeah. Right. Or or if it was, it was it was like. This one guy is going to go play D anD D or some war game in the basement with somebody else. Well, and that's and part of it fired. too. Is these um, games weren't there? There's <laughs> yeah, more there. games yeah. for more people yeah. that were never that never existed before. And right. I, you know, it, this is my this is my hobby, right? This is like my biggest hobby, and and I feel like I think of it. I never really got into like music. I know like two of you are, you know, Ryan's very musical. Natalie, I don't know if you like. I never really got obsessed with like a band or music when I was younger and a lot of even students my age and people like identify with music and they're like I love this music or I can I can just sit back and close my eyes and and listen to this song and it Mm -hmm. takes me away somewhere and I'm like I don't really give a shit about music I can't identify (laughs) I get in the car and I listen to podcasts about murder or board games right (laughs) but I can sit and like lay in bed or sit at work and daydream and be like oh this that was a cool game I played. Let me think about some other turns or think about that kind of stuff. That's that's what I do with board games. And I think it's it's where you are in your journey. And I know like Ryan, you talked about like not necessarily being all about the game right now, but in two months, who knows? Yeah, maybe. You know, because mm-hmm. you've just played Origins is probably the heaviest game you've played in a long time. Months, right? Yeah. How, th- that you've played for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Maybe, like Batoku was Batoku, one. And yeah, then this Batoku one, but you and play, this. Like, you know, maybe upset, but like that's a heavy game, and, and you yeah. really liked it. So yeah. maybe that gets you into like now you and Natalie have the have the seventy five percent game, twenty five percent hangout, mm-hmm. and then when you know Ben and M come over or when Devin and I come over, then we do the goofing around, right? right. Play Mama Mia, laugh, right. and do that kind of right. shit. Right. right. So I like that. You really don't know where the next turn is going to be, yeah. Of like your gaming career, because sometimes I sit and look at my games, and I'm like. I want to play every one of these. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I look at them, I'm like, I don't I want to sell every of one of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. that's a weird, and that goes day to day sometimes. Yeah. When it's, it's my pick on Monday, weird. I know when it's my pick. It doesn't fucking surprise me. It's not like a random draw. I have three weeks to pick a game, and I still do it at Monday at four o'clock. I'm like, fuck. Which, <laughs> what, what is it going to be? Which one's yeah. it going to be? Because well, it all yeah. depends on how you're feeling right then. Yeah. You can't pick one three yeah. weeks earlier you might not like feel like playing yeah and, and like music does to a lot of people my mood is very different so different games can mm-hmm. fill that void or help me escape in different ways yeah um but i like what board games does to like my mood i like what board games does to the mood of the table and bringing people together um you know i have students who have become friends over this they play mm-hmm. micro That's macro together cool. and they're That's you know cool. we, they just played i had a group of people who didn't really know each other and they played um, Phantom Inc., which was called Ghost Writer, and it's a resonant game where they're guessing words and writing things, and it's like they were just, they became friends and a team in that moment, and that's just so cool to kind of see that. So That is cool. One last thing I want to touch on uh, is our own specific community within the board game hobby, the Gamecasters community. I feel like all the people, at least that have been participating in the Discord, we're all very similar yeah. personality-wise. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's just specifically our show attracts a certain type of personality listener. And so that's who, you know, those types of, of, of people like who are like us yeah. are finding that they identify with us. And so it's easier to then get involved. But I feel like a lot of the people that we interact with on the Discord are very, like every one of them are somebody that I'd want to hang out with. You know what I mean? They're I all like this man. These people are so cool. They're all, but they all seem very similar to us yeah. in that way. And so, 
it, again, if you're if we're talking about culture, I I really enjoy the culture that's happened and that's been blossoming within the game casters community specifically, um, and I I really want to cultivate that, and I, I enjoy because this is us. We're just being ourselves here. Right. We're not putting on airs. We're not like. We're not like we don't turn the mics off and like okay now I'm gonna go read War and Peace you know what I mean it's not like that kind of stuff right. or like hey, I'm supposed to want to drink some tea now I don't know I'm, I'm acting British for that but like we don't turn into really other American. people Garth, we don't turn Garth. into other people is my point and so <laughs> and so I really think that. I, I really enjoy the fact that we have attracted like-minded people who have come to listen to us. Yeah. Um, and so that makes me appreciate the culture that we've, I guess, cultivated into our Discord. And it makes me really happy. Right. Because I think there, and we talk about this a lot, there's this stigma in board games where everybody's got to be, you got to be family friendly. You got to like be on your best behavior. You got to watch it. And it's like, I don't want to do that. No. I want to be on my worst behavior. <laughs> and I don't think other people, like, we're, we're starting to prove that other people don't want that. Yeah. You can get yeah. your right. family-friendly show somewhere else. Yeah. Sorry. Other places. You'd fuck right. them and welcome here. Exactly. Yeah. You're welcome. And, and I said worst behavior. We're just on our, but we're just being yeah. ourselves. We're and, on our best behavior. And that's what, yeah, yeah, that's true. This is our best. And yeah. I want, that's what I like about the people who are coming into the Discord to talk. I want you guys to be, and they are. They're all that way. Everyone's mm-hmm. irreverent. Everyone's really, they just say whatever the fuck. We're all, we all just joke around yeah. with each other. And that's the kind of atmosphere I like to cultivate. I don't want like some stiff, stuffy atmosphere where everyone is just like, yeah, okay, this is the way they act on yeah. on the podcast. So I'm going to treat them that way. And it's like, that's just not real. Yeah. So what I love is the realness and the rawness and the uh, genuineness, whatever, yeah. of Genesis. our community. And I think that the culture there is something that I want to continue. I think other communities might all, everyone is just kind of like, fake you know like because you don't really know the people i like to right. think that the people in our community know us because this is us right we will turn we we've had just today before we started recording we were talking we were yakking about three sisters and we were just fucking around we were all we were laughing really hard just like we do on the show and i was like oh man i should be this should be record yeah. i should be recording this <laughs> because we're not we don't rehearse anything we just we just talk <laughs> right. to each other we interact and it's just us and so i guess that all goes into the culture of our specific community that i really enjoy. yeah that's, so that's a really good point it is like we kind of made like a niche of the board game community yeah we've carved out our own landscape yeah right yeah (laughs) and so like all the people who like like listen to us are probably enjoying us because they are yeah like 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 just like like they have this where can i find somebody like me still about board games yeah so i would think they can relate to us where other content which they get probably really good board game content from the dice tower has great content better board game content yeah but are they as relatable to them you know like I, i i go to them for content maybe I go to I hopefully I go to the game casters to hang out. Right, exactly. Like you While go to still certain doing places the thing to like I love. hear about a specific game, but you, maybe you come here to for like entertainment and right. to like feel like you're hanging out. Or so the moral story is join the Discord. Join the Discord. Yeah. Get the if you need thing, a link, let us know. Yeah. The last thing I want to say is is kind of along the lines of what you were saying, but you know, we had all those people come here for Nerdfest um that listened to the game casters and, and they were, you know, fans and became friends and they came to our yeah, house. Yeah, something's wrong with them. Or yeah, at Nerd you, Fest. You, you took a podcast and, too and far. And you, show, you slept in Ryan's basement. Yeah. <laughs> you took that one too, too far, guys. But it was like... Just kidding. It, we didn't I, even know they were coming. We love you. Right. Yeah. Just not, to we're all here. the outside people, it, it, probably, it sounded like weird. Like, what? You had all these people from different states that you never met like come to your house? But the cool thing is when they came here, it's like 
we were all already felt like friends yeah, because we like have a, the same like exact thing in common that we're all here to do and we all love it just as much and so it didn't feel like weird like uh, it might in any other situation where like people <laughs> from other states come to your house yes. you know what i mean yes and so like that's just one of the cool things about the board game community it's just like a built-in and specifically ours all of our things right be a patreon <laughs> yeah <laughs> give us your money, <laughs> your money. <laughs> you guys ready for this that's right we're back with another association station the only train theme jeff and i enjoy and we're back with 10 more games for you to noodle out with the old noodle so get your noodle ready natalie you can use your axe wound instead and get ready to associate well you better slow down natalie needs to figure out position of the bell she's the mover chair and the microphone so let's just if you don't know how this works i'm going to read the title of a game that i've encoded and it's Natalie and Jeff's job to figure out what the hell I'm talking about. So if I were to say that time of the month, Natalie, you might say... Blood rage. And Jeff, if I say skirmish boobs, you might mean that to... <laughs> War chest. Yay, all right. So here we go. Jeff, can you keep score for us? Do you mind? Okay. Make sure you have Natalie, your you dinging finger on? ready. Well, sometimes I write down okay. what he says in case we have to come back yeah to me you. too okie dokie <laughs> karaoke i got some games on here oh um hopefully you both know the clues in the game stretch or something yeah go ahead and stretch get oh uh, me too oh it's not working yeah practicing it. There you go. Oh, natalie's got it she's, on. she's been practicing <laughs> natalie's practicing this yeah this maneuver this, <laughs> the swatting away of jeff's hand remember when i got the happy salmon remember when i didn't cheat so i got the tiebreaker last time yeah remember that that was good. Tiebreaker if you didn't cheat. Yeah, if I didn't cheat. So Natalie got five points for cheating, but then I, I like get the tiebreaker. I like how he was like, oh, so if you win, and you yeah, if you win, it's all good. But if you, if you, if you lose, you tie, then I So it goes around here. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Number one, are you ready? Number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. Jeff. Three sisters. Three sisters. Natalie, how did you not get that? Look at her face. I'm not 100% sure what any of those names are from, but they're three women's Hamilton. names. <laughs> yeah, okay. Have you not oh. seen Hamilton? No. Oh, okay. I thought you well, had. I, in my I'm head, I'm like. Sorry. <laughs> you nailed it, though. He, like, got it, yeah. I was, how like, did you not In my head, it? I was like, Skylar sisters? Skylar? Something with Sky? And then he was like, three sisters. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought the three women's names. So it was the game of play, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. All right. Number two. That's a point for Jeff. Number two. I know. I've got the eye of the tiger, a fighter, dancing through the fire, because I am a champion. Natalie. Dinosaur Island roaring right. Yeah. Rawr! Very good, Natalie. <laughs> and yes. Right. You're going to hear me. Rawr! <laughs> You're going to hear me. Oh, that's Scarlett's favorite song, so we hear it you should sing all it. day. Yeah, you were almost doing it. Yep. You got to say rawr at the end, though. Yeah. You're going to hear me. Rawr! <laughs> you just did it for me, so. <laughs> all right, number three. Dicking you. What? Excuse me. <laughs> Why'd you whisper it? Did you say kicking your ass? No, dick. He said dick. Dicking your ass. Excuse me? Dick in your hand. <laughs> Where would that be? Let me write that down. Dick, the, is the whisper of any part of it? No. No. Man, my show notes are going to be strange. Dick in your yeah. ass. Um, we can move on. We can we, move on. You can. <laughs> Natalie. In this? <laughs> <laughs> No. It's like anus. Oh, going to anus one. 
Oh man. Well, I no, 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 no. Dick in your eyes. Dick in your eyes. Okay. Uh, number four. Number four. Noah's transient astronomical event. <laughs> Sometimes if it's more than three words, I have to like. I'm like, I gotta, you gotta repeat it. Noah's transient astronomical event. Jeff. Ark Nova. Oh, Man, Ark play Nova. That the very I'm first bad. thing I. Why didn't you just say it, girl? Because you, you were wrong the last time. If you want to be a true Gamecasters listener, send I'll me Ark Nova. I'll tell you why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Let's hear it. No. Because I forgot it was called Nova, and so I thought it was Ark Noah, and I was like, well, it can't be that because Noah's Ark Noah, Noah in the Ark clue, Ark so Noah. that's not Ark it. <laughs> if you would have said it really fast, I would have probably thought you said Nova yeah. and given it to you. <laughs> then I'd have been like, oh, I'm not sure she said the right thing. All right, number five. Oh boy, stick in your ass. Again. I don't think you're gonna get this. Okay. Self-help book Natalie read after our first bedroom encounter. Self-help book. What? Natalie read. Nangi. After our first bedroom encounter. I feel after like sex. I'm not get <laughs> Self-help. You already got one. You did. You got Dinosaur yes. Island. Rawr and right. Yeah, it was ten seconds Self-help. ago. Self-help. <laughs> I just told you that, Natalie. Self-help. Self-help book this Natalie is read. Something about like after our first bedroom encounter. Hmm. Here's a clue. It is a Kickstarter game that I backed but do not have yet. Ooh, Natalie, pull up if you can know. I don't know. He's only backed like two or three. I only know the ones we have. (laughs) There's only a couple more (laughs) coming. Okay, that's fine. We'll go to number six. wonder if anybody out there knows what it is. Number six. Here we go. Me reminiscing about Jeff shooting me in the face. (laughs) What? Why'd you do that? I don't know. That's mean. Me reminiscing about Jeff shooting me in the face. Did he ever shoot you in the face? No, but pretend that he did and I'm dead. Yeah. Do that. And now I'm reminiscing about it. Um Ryan equals Jeff shot. <laughs> Jeff shot. Jeff shot. There's a chance, Natalie, you may He's have not heard of this game. Jeff, you know this for sure, I think. He's remembering that I shot him in the face. Oh, boy. I was shot in the face by Jeff. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, I'm re- and I'm remembering about that. Wow. Remember those memories? I mean, I'm reminiscing about that. You, hmm, remember those days when Jeff shot me in the face? And, and I, I died it? from it. And I'm dead now? But who am I reminiscing with? Oh, Other dead he's people? Getting, he's getting it. What do you think? Jeff's what? doing it. He's getting dead. There's like something with dead. zombies? No, probably not. Why else would you more of your like, friend in the more face? More like a memory. <laughs> That's probably more of like a memory thing. It's like a, re- it's like a memory thing. It's like remembering something. Mm-hmm. Okay, think about that, not the shot in the face. Part. All right, think about that while we give you number seven. Okay. Okay. Immeasurable length of times booty. Ooh. Immeasurable. Immeasurable length of times. We're really bad booty. at this now. We've been out of practice for two. It's long. been a while. It's all good. It's been yeah, a while. Booty. Those last two were very were challenging. Length of time booty. An immeasurable length of times booty. Booty. You think booty means like treasure? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what you think. Or does booty just mean booty? Immeasurable booty. length. Like a length of times booty. What's an immeasurable length of time? A Buzz Lightyear. I know. I was like, Lightyear? <laughs> <laughs> like eternity? They that. Yeah, it's measured as a Lightyear. Etern- eternity. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's eternal sunshine. Sunshine of the, <laughs> the spot. The Sometimes spot. there's movies in here. The eternal, and what's the last part? Booty. Booty. Immeasurable oh, length of time. Like saying the word. Booty. Eternal treasure. Eternal Is there a game treasure. called for treasure? Eternal treasure. Eternal treasure. Don't touch another man's treasure. treasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, think about that Man, as we done. go to number eight. Which may have happened in some prior association station. Grundle trophy. <laughs> Grundle. 
Trundle. Man, we're so bad at this. I know. We're like out of practice. Oh my god. Just look at Daly. He's like, Grundle. We'll be right back. Wait, Grundle Trophy? Grundle Trophy. Trophy, okay. The Grundle Trophy. Usually I can figure out like one word and then I can get it, but I'm struggling. All right, here's a clue. Grundle Trophy. What is a Grundle? Grundle. Isn't it like in the men's area? Mm. It's a Grundle men. It's a men's Mm. Grundle. I'll say. Taint. Is it your taint? Oh, Tainted Grail. <laughs> oh, Tainted Grail, you didn't think. I didn't have to go. Don't worry. We'll give it to Natalie. <laughs> so you probably don't know what happened there. Jeff we'll just it said it. Just, just play with the Shishibo cube. He just said it, and then Natalie yeah. ding, didn't say it. Hey, I was going to say it before. Like, we thought of it. No, no, no. You dinged it. I, did. I know. I know. Don't worry. I have the tiebreaker. <laughs> Wait. Tainted Grail, correct. Correct. Hold correct. on. We got shot in the face. We got eternal... Yeah. Booty. Immeasurable length of time's booty. Oh, yeah, I forgot the booty. Oh, no, I got that. Me reminiscing about Jeff shooting me in the face. Yeah. And then we have self-help book Natalie read after our first bedroom encounter. And dick in your ass. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, I can't <laughs> guess that one. We got a dick in our ass. <laughs> I'll say if any of these, that's the one you should know, Jeff. Damn. Natalie, I think, knows it. I should know dick in ass. I think dick in your ass is the one you should know. Self-help book after... Self-help book Natalie read after our first bedroom encounter. Dude. You, both of you may not get that one, but I think it'll be a great payoff once I tell That's you That's the called. one? Yeah. Self, self-help. And then me reminiscing about Jeff shooting me in the face is one that I... That's the one that... I know he knows the game. You might not know the game. Oh, man. The shooting in the face? Immeasurable length of time's booty. Again, I think I think you should both right, know yeah, that. Yeah, we should probably know length. that. Um, Grundle trophy you got. Okay, so now we're on number nine. Right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Slumbering, dyslexic canines. Slumbering, dyslexic canines. Correct. Slumbering, sleeping problems reading dogs <laughs> dyslexic canines they can't read dogs their dogs can't read well you know way more people natalie sleeping gods sleeping gods oh because they're dyslexic uh, yeah I get, I get. <laughs> and dogs, you, know. you know a lot more people are dyslexic than you might think yeah <laughs> according to the office that's the number one learning disability in the, in I've the heard world that. and also undiagnosed anyway. interesting okay number 10 over rising ground. Under rising ground. Wait, what? Over rising oh, ground. Right. Over rising ground. Over rising ground. Why would ground rise? Well, it's like the opposites. So just do the opposites. So over instead of under the so under rising ground. Under falling sky. Hey, oh, under nice. falling skies. So we have three to three. Oh shit. And we got. We got we have a dick in your ass. We have a dick in our ass. We have self help book Natalie read after our first bedroom encounter. We got Jeff shot Ryan and booty time. And you don't have booty time either. Okay. Yep. Me reminiscing about booty time. Natalie is out on the dick in your ass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. She said. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I hope I'm right on the dick in your ass. Uh, I think I am. I looked it up. I looked it up before I. You looked up (laughs) dick in your ass before the show. Well, let me check this out. <laughs> no, I looked up something, and dick in your ass was what the first thing I saw. So I think that's correct. Okay. Do you want... Whoa. Jeff. Bitoku. Yeah! Okay, Bitoku. yeah. I was like, it's, yeah, I kind of remember that. You I didn't know it was Bitoku, but I was like, we all okay, got now it's starting. Get rid of dick So, okay, if anyone has not listened to the Bitoku episode or know anything about Bitoku, the game name Bitoku in French yeah. sounds like 
the saying bitoku, which is like means dick in your ass. <laughs> Yay. It's not what bitoku means. It's like a is that like a Japanese word or something like that? But it sounds like the French saying phrase, of dick yeah. in yeah, dick in your ass. Okay. So Jeff's now up four to three, and there are oh, there's still three clues three to left. get. So we move on to the top five, and then I'll reveal them at the oh, end if you can't think it. of it. That's it. Yeah, we always stop at ten. Oh my gosh! I didn't realize it was ten. Oh yeah, because I usually say ten. This is the last one. Well, you know, how we always usually there's not usually more than that. <laughs> oh, I know. Bless you. Bless Thank you. you. For today's top five, we're going to be taking talking, in fact, about abstract strategy. What are abstract strategy games? You might ask whether games where a theme is either not present at all or the theme is so pasted on it's like calling chess a game about royalty. Yes, there are kings, there are queens, there are knights, there are bishops, but the game is just pieces on a board. You're moving according to rule sets. No integration whatsoever. We're going to go Jeff, Natalie, me for this one. And Jeff, whenever you are ready, hit us with your number five abstract strategy game. Okay, okay. Now I just finished circling the ones. I okay. also have an Instagram top five. For us, oh so hell yeah! Start, yeah I'll start with the Instagram. All right, we're starting with the people, and then we will go. Oh, beautiful, Jeff! Something, something. Okay, let's hear the people's right. number right. five. The people's number five is a game that takes place overseas in Santorini, and the game is called Santorini. Santorini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is number five. Santorini, Santorini from the IG peeps. My nice. number five. Jeff's number five is a game with little tiny castles called Torres. Oh, that's a great one. Oh, I like Torres. Torres. Torres is an unofficial mask trilogy yeah. game. And Torres is man, cool, is that Natalie. cool. There's, that's a cool you game. You play some cards also yeah, with it, so it feels a little more than completely abstract, but you're moving like through these towers and on these towers, and you want to be tall when they score, but you also want to be down low. It's it's a cool game. Oh, man, is that a cool it's game? It's a cool game. Yeah, I like that yeah. game a lot. Nicely done. Good pick. All right, Natalie, what about you? What's your number five? Twister. Shut up, I got games. Okay. I got games. All right. Okay. Hi, number five. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is a game we haven't talked about in a long time called The Climbers. Oh, like the climbers. that's a good one. Thanks. Do you know like anything about it? Do you remember what it's yeah, about? Yeah, you like put the like you stack the stuff and then you mm -hmm. put the little got ladders. The little ladders and then they climb up to the top. Yeah, that's and you need to be the you need to be the tallest you be on when the, the game is over. Yeah. You wanna be on the tallest it ends right when no one else can get taller than you, right? It's one, like that. it's one circle where no one else can move a block. Yeah, no one else can and move. And it goes back yeah. to you and you're the tallest. That's a cool game. Good very choice. Cool game. And let me tell you something about that game. If you buy that game and don't like it, just use it as blocks. So now it just sits on Jack's toy shelf and we play <laughs> oh, blocks with cool. it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Awesome. <laughs> yep. That's a good game. All right, number five for me rhymes with five and it's Hive. <laughs> yeah. This is a one of the uh, first abstract strategy games I bought when I got into the hobby way back when. I probably bought it in like 2010. I got the carbon version, so it's like black and white pieces, Ooh, which is really damn. cool. And you make the board with the pieces. They're bake light, which is really sweet. They're nice, thick, chunky tiles. And you're moving them according. They're all bugs. And you're moving them according to how you think you'd move a bug. Grasshopper hops over pieces. An ant can scurry around the outside. It's really cool. Very good game. That's my number five, Hive. Jeff, what about you? What's your number four? No, The People. The People. What is your number four? The People's people. four and my four are the same. Sagrada. Sagrada. Ooh. Beautiful. Sagrada. I would also Sagrada. like to ding in. Ding. Oh, he's got one. Okay. I'm dinging in for... What's the one about Natalie having sex with Ryan? Uh-oh. Self-help book. After this is going to be a tough one. Self-help book <laughs> after Natalie had sex with Ryan for the first time. The book is called Icky. Oh, no. It's like not it's it. Icky. Oh. <laughs> How is that one? That's so great. <laughs> oh, no. That's actually not really it. good. Okay, That's not right, it. Right, That's really, it really good, though. <laughs> it's probably not going to be like, no, it's a, Ryan's it's, got a huge penis game. It's not yeah, it's not that. Like I said, it's on Kickstarter. 
uh, right now. Oh, that's the Kickstarter. Oh. The, yeah, that's that was the Kickstarter. That's a great choice, though. <laughs> Yiki is really. I good. can only think of literally one game you have on Kickstarter. We'll just say it, and then it's we'll be on even terms again. <laughs> that's not the game. It's not this. I don't back one called that. Well, I mean, it's not. Oh, <laughs> self help book. <laughs> that's okay, a anyway. good. It's guess. a detail of one. Okay, um, so that was number four for the people. The people and mine. Oh, we're oh, both, you both said both S- Sagrada. Yeah, number four is Sagrada. That's for a me great choice. Great choice. Now, yeah. about you, which number four? Um, I apologize if I'm taking this away, but I'm gonna say the Azules. That's cool. Oh, you can say the Azules. Mean, oh, you mean like if you're stepping on our, yeah. stealing our thunders? Nah. Uh, that's another good one. I couldn't one. pick just one. I mean, they're all. Well, you can't pick just one. Can't that's pick party just one. Game. That's not one. No, <laughs> pick one, just one of the Azules. Oh, okay. This one um, I like, I like the the regular <laughs> one the least, but I like all of the Azules. And Me too. I think those are great games. These are really good picks, by the way. Games, I like yeah. these games. Number four for me is a game. Well, uh, it's a weirdly titled game, which might appear on Jeff's list later. I don't know if I want to just, maybe I shouldn't just say do it. Yeah, I, I got backups. Okay. Uh, this one is called Yinch. Yinch. It's in the GIP series of games. There's this designer who made a bunch of games with ridiculously titled uh, names. Yep. Gip, Zertz, Yinch, Devon. Yeah. Um, there's just a bunch of different ones and Yinch, I think, and Jeff thinks I, I'm pretty sure, is probably the best of all of them. Yeah. Yinch is the best one. And they're beautiful games with, again, black and white um, board and, and pieces, Bakelite pieces. I like, I appreciate really that cool. Yinch and all these ones didn't, they were like, we're not putting a theme on this game. Just Play it's literally just it's a like mechanism. A play it. Uh-huh. Don't be like, oh, you're moving flowers over over pumpkins. Yeah, like just play the fucking <laughs> game, yes. right? So 100%. I like that one. Very cool. That is my number four. Uh, people, what is your number three? <laughs> people. Natalie, did you do number four? Yeah. Azul. Oh, you did the Azul. Azul. Oh, yeah. People number three. <laughs> people number three has a crossover with Ryan. That would be Hive. Ooh, Hivey. The people like the Hive. <laughs> my number three is a recent game we talked about, Mandala Stones. Very cool. Yeah. I really like Mandala good. I thought that was really yep, good, too. That is good yeah, one. Very good game. Natalie, what's your number three? My number three is Miyabi. Yeah, that's a cool game. Oh, yeah. That's a very cool game. A, it's a polyamino game. Uh, maybe, yeah. Keesling and Kramer? I think it is. Oh, is it? Keesling and Kramer. Wait, actually, callback, I think that's actually just one of the two. Oh, way to call back, Natalie. <laughs> I appreciate that. I that's, it's, just Keesling. it's a yeah, fun it's just one. Man, that's what do you do with ones. Kramer? Are they fighting that, that week? Kramer died right there. He was making <laughs> his calendar. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing Kramer. member. Awesome. Very cool. Number three for me is a game uh, with two wooden blocks, a bunch of stones, and a rope in the middle called Shobu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, this game is fun. I like that game a lot. I thought that would be on your list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like it. That's a good one. That's my number three. People, what is your number two? People two. You guys like this game, I think. Onitama. I do like two. this game. That's my number that six. That one's... Um, that got a lot of votes. These these one and two got they were by far one and two. The two, yeah. Um, which I was a little surprised by one, but I'll I'll get there. Okay. My number two is a game called Number Nine. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's my, my number nine. Um, number nine, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that game is just so cool, and yeah, I'm really bad at it. But man, it's it's got a it's cool, really fun. You know, mm-hmm. you just build up these little numbers. And yeah, then, and they're numbers. The tiles are like, numbers. Well, that's so cool. That's never neat. come out in the right order. But <laughs> but again, great. there's no fucking theme there. It's just no. They're numbers. Numbered tiles of nines. Yeah. Okay. Natalie, what's your number two? My number two is Project L. Awesome. Yes. Project L is great. Game. And I specifically remember Jeff saying what he liked about Project L was that they didn't even try to put a theme yeah, on it. It was like, like, just play the, just play the game. Just make it look pretty. And Yeah. That speaks to the three of us because <laughs> yeah. we don't care that much about theme. No. It's cool when a game integrates its theme well, want, but we don't like, really right. care. That I want much. some theme in like bigger, yeah. like heavier game. But like if I'm playing Project L, just right. don't make it look well, pretty. Boom. Done. Even Origins, like you were... 
you were like, do you guys know the theme? And Ryan's like, yes. And I was like, no. And I was like, I didn't yeah, even don't care, care enough to no, ask. Yeah. Like, I don't it care. doesn't matter. <laughs> number two for me is number five of the Peoples, I think it was number five. And it's a game that takes place in Santorini called Santorini. <laughs> I love Santorini. Like Santorini. When Santorini came out, I was like, this is like my favorite strategy game I've ever played. It's so good. And there's so much replayability with all the god powers and the fleece, the golden fleece expansion. And it's just, it's awesome. Santorini, number two, very good. People, what's number one? Before I say the number one, here's the shout, out, shout outs for the people who <clears throat> responded. So thank you. Oh yeah. Ace VD Walp, Woo. Better Half Reviews, right. Wooden Meeples, Ooh. Michiana Board Gamery, the McMeeples, yeah. Miss French Toast, nice. Ford to Play. Hey there, Mickey. Mickey. Who want a giveaway? Hey there, Mickey. You You're also fine. Win giveaways. You can win giveaways the, uh, in the Discord. Discord. Hop into the Discord. You might win oh, some yeah. giveaways. Mr. Measles, Dog Power Vehicle, Swoozle, Board Game Reviews UK, Jim Gamer, Steve Godfrey 77. Nice. The Game Table. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brendan Bingham. Boom. New to the new to the Brendan Bingham. Oh, new. Way to go, right. Brendan hey, Bingham. Brandon. Yeah. Homemade soda. And that's it. Um, <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Number one. Blah, 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 blah. It's Cascadia. Cascadia. Oh, oh man. Wait, wow. That game has gotten so much love. That was a resounding know, number one, huh? Yeah, because I think maybe the hotness, right? Um, there was a. I have a lot of honorable mentions from the the Instagram top five because it was a lot of like spread around the board. But um, Onitama and Cascadia got the most votes. Wow. Um, my number one is a game that I don't think people talk about a lot, and I don't know how many people have it. Um, a game called Catacombs Cubes. Ah, okay. Uh, it's maybe not my favorite game, but it's a game I definitely wanted to talk about and highlight. It's yeah. just cool. It's you're you're using polyomino pieces, but you're making 3D figures, right? Mm. And I think yeah. that's very cool. And you can like when you buy these bigger um, kind of like Project L, you can almost break them off. So instead of like having the L shape, you can now have a two and a one. Ah, uh, right? yeah, so that's cool. cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, so there's some cool actions in that too. But that's one of my. But again, theme is you're just building these buildings. They're they're called buildings, right? But you just Right, you're making a structure. You're making a shape. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But Catacombs Cubes, that's my noise. All right, Natalie, what's your number one? My number one is a game I really like called Blue Lagoon. I was wondering if this was going to show up on one of your two lists. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very cool game. Uh, uh, Reiner Canizia, the good doctor. Mm -hmm. It's because Natalie destroys us in that game. She does. Oh my gosh, is she good at that for some reason? Number one for me is no mystery. I don't think it's chess. Chess. I am very into chess. I love chess. Chess is fantastic. The Dice Tower just reviewed chess and they all rated it like crap because I don't know. They just think every game is better they than chess. chess. Yeah, they like rated it, reviewed it, and Why rated it. Why did they even rate? It? Why did they even do? That? I don't know. I think they're they're trying. They're on this mission of like Grasping there's better games. Well, because like a lot of people know and play chess. Chess is is popular. In the world, I think they're kind of like, hey, guys, who have known this antiquated game that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, there's other better stuff out there. So I, I kind of understand what they're trying to do. I just don't think I agree with it. I think chess is the peak of abstract strategy. I don't think it gets better than that. Um, so that is my number one. Uh, do you guys have honorable mentions? Mm-hmm. What you got? Uh, patchwork, um, Saikatsu, Saikatsu hell yeah. Savannah Park. Saikatsu. Speaking of Saikatsu, Sam is currently selling Saikatsu in the Discord. Gobble that game up quickly. That's yeah, an amazing game. That's a good one. You got any? Yeah, I got Saikatsu, number nine, which Jeff said. Uh, Onitama, which the people said. Savannah Park, which we just played. I think mm-hmm. with more plays, that could go up and up and up. Yeah. Um, did I say number nine? I think I did. And then yeah. Go. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Right. I thought you might. Yeah. Go yeah, might be go like your number five. Yeah. I had Azul, Photosynthesis, and Reef. Photosynthesis being borderline, that the theme is a no, little I would, more I would there, say that's but it's abstract definitely that was yeah. for sure. I'd say it's abstract. Um, IG's honorable mentions and uh, everybody else's. They have Azul Nova Luna, which is one I didn't. Oh, know. Yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, one. Hanamakoji, which I've not played. I so hated that, that game, okay. but no, for sure. Um, Project L, Ginch, <clears throat> Calico, which I know you guys didn't like. Didn't like. Ingenious, 
Patchwork Ooh, and Blue Lagoon. Very good. And Blue Lagoon were all oh, the uh, cool. honorable cool. mentions on the IG. That's amazing. Do you guys want to take one quick stab at any of these, okay. or do you want me to give them? I will give them Let to us see. at the end here. Let me look at this one. Here's what we got left. Why you give us like clues? There's we got self help book Natalie read after our first bedroom encounter. Um, yeah. Jeff already guessed. Natalie, I don't think you're going to get that one. Honestly, I should yeah. just give that to you guys. You want me to just give it to you, or do you want to do you want to try? There's no way you're going to know. So all right, after our first bedroom encounter, Natalie opens the book that's entitled "So You've Been Eaten." <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. Okay, I've never heard good of payoff. Game. It's definitely a game and a self-help book for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been eating. Yeah. All right. So we have me reminiscing about Jeff shooting me in the face that you still have to get, and immeasurable length of time's booty. Right. Yeah. So is the reminiscing? Is it something about like bad memories? It's, um. Yeah, so basically, well, what I'm saying is exactly kind of what what the game is. It's, so, it's going to be easy. Thinking about, thinking about getting about hurt. It. Let me look around. Thinking about. Mm-hmm. This is the one, though, that Nally, that I'm not sure you've heard of this game. Uh-oh. Nally, you never heard of it? Jeff definitely has. I don't have this. I mean, it's not in my collection. It. No, it's it's newer. Never heard of it. Here's another clue. It's newer. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's hotness, but it's kind of, it's kind of hot. Have people been talking hot, about hot, it in the hot. Discord? Uh, I don't hot, think anyone's talking about it in the Discord, but it's all over Instagram. Oh, shit. Well, that's not really what where the hell's I Instagram? get my well, info. I, this was the one that I was like, I don't know that you've heard of this You game. know the TikTok sisters or the TikTok something or another. Skyler The TikTok sisters. sisters. Oh. <laughs> Jeff got that Angelica one, not you. It was funny. I said that and you were like, hmm, what is that one? Well, I told you because you... Well, because I got the song, you know, you're like Angelica. Yeah, but I thought when you when you got Peggy. to the Skyler sisters would give it to you, and there's three well, of them. He was already there. He was, I was like, Bing! I was like, and he didn't even see it. Yeah, yeah. All right, do you want me to give you uh, me reminiscing Natalie, about Jeff shooting me now. in the face? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I'm up four three, so I can just sit back and coast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're gonna get it. Me reminiscing about Jeff shooting me in the face is that time you killed me. Ah, oh, damn, I do know that game. Don't know it. That's a that's an easy one. That time you killed me. Damn, you gave him the easy one. <laughs> Shit. Remember that time you killed me, Jeff? That yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Right. Give us and a then, clue on this. Booty. So immeasurable length of time's booty. Okay, you were correct. What is an immeasurable length of time? Yeah, I'll like... say you are wrong when you said, what did you what say? Did say? Eternal? Something. Yeah, it's not eternal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's another immeasurable length of time? Infinity. Forever. It's not infinity. Measurable. Uh, immeasurable. Like the opposite of measurable. It's a one it's a pretty it's a pretty common one. I'll say treasure. like uh, a ridiculous length of time. Like oh, I've been doing this for eons. Treasure, eons, ed, ed, eons edge, eons edge, edge. I don't know. Go ahead, push it. Eons, eons. Eh. I don't know what game. I'm just saying sports. Well, you're saying you are you're saying the name of the game. <laughs> you don't you even said know. it. No. You eons, said it. Ed. Yeah, say that. What's that? Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. You're saying it. You're right. You got it. <laughs> You're saying you got it right. What's the name of it? End. End. Okay. Yeah, I was a- like, is it end or edge? So I just said it's like edge. I was like, yes, Aeon's Aeon's end. I was like, why are you yeah. not saying? You got like, it. Saying end. end. Like you got Aeon's it. Yes. Aeon's end is the name of the game. I thought I heard of Aeon's end, but I was like, what if it's actually eons? And I say Aeon's end. Well, I don't care. I mean, whatever. The way it's pronounced doesn't matter. I was matter. like, Eon's end. <laughs> you were like, and, 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 Eon's end. Because I was like, is it end, edge? I don't know. Neither of those make sense. It's we'll funny you didn't point. know you, the game. It's funny you didn't know the I carry the... my tiebreaker over from last episode. Oh, Jeff Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> and like booty. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, like his end. Yeah, like end. Like his rear end. Like I was still end. stuck on treasure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. I was stuck on treasure. Is it end, Is it end, Oh my gosh, that is great stuff.
So that's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Instagram at GameCasters or at MadBoardGamer. Both of those accounts service the podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Just search GameCasters and you'll find us there. You can also email us at thegamecasterspodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, we'd love it if you consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen that allows you to rate us. We've also got a Patreon. If you want to support the show, feel free to head on over to patreon.com forward slash thegamecasters. There's also a merch store where you can find all sorts of different game casters mad board gamer gateway gear so head on over to the gatewaynetwork.com forward slash store please follow me and consider subscribing on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gamecasters so for natalie and jeff the mad board gamer i'm ryan and you have been listening to the gamecasters good night everybody Let me check my chest, my breath, right quick. What do you got, Natalie? Oh my gosh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't 100 percent sure what you fell said. Fell seashells down by the seashore. <laughs> you didn't have to repeat it. It's fine. That's not you good. About your chest and your breast. I said, let me breath? check my chest, my breath, right quick. What's that from? <laughs> I don't know. Some TikTok thing. Oh, I, oh, I don't do that. <laughs>